without technical difficulties. Well, in the meantime, Brian, go ahead and do your introduction if you haven't already. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my name is Brian. I'm playing uh, uh, Ensign Yezabeth Hage amongst other characters. Uh, uh, particularly for this session, I'm playing uh, Kendall Oniat. Um, uh, and uh, the only thing I have to get, promote is uh, Star Trek opinions that make people angry. Right. Um, All right. Ev, has you got your sound working yet? Because I can edit some of that out. Yes, that sounds good to me. All right. Cool. Go ahead and start um, over for you. Yeah. So I'm Ev. Find me on TikTok at Caffeinatrix. Every other weekend, you can find me over on St. Pete by Night on Twitch, where we stream our 90-plus person um, vampire game. We stream Core because there's not that many people. Uh, but check us out over there. Thankfully, there's not many people. There's a lot of people. That's 90s a lot. 90s a lot. So. All right, Jack, go ahead. Yes, hello. I am Jack, and I say many more words than other people. Uh, yes, you could. I do other things. You can find me over on my own channel, twitch.tv slash the people's ascension. And actually, I am hosting this here. So if you're seeing this, you may already be here, which is great, uh, because Jeff has been so kind as to allow, uh, allow me to include this as part of my month-long charity drive. Uh, you may notice down here, there is a bar that is showing uh, showing donation goals. Uh, that is because throughout the month of July, I am holding a month of one shots charity drive for reproductive rights and abortion access. Uh, this is not a one shot. This is the continuation of our normal show. Uh, but that doesn't mean we can't keep raising money for very important calls. Uh, so I have this hosting on my channel. If you are over on my channel, you can scroll just a little bit down and there is a little, little banner you can click on to make donations. That'll send you to a donation page. Uh, and I will be keeping track of those. Normally, uh, any donation over $25 would create some sort of fancy thing throughout the show. And we'll see if I can convince Jeff to do that. Uh, I, otherwise, I'm, I'm totally for it. We just got to have a time when you and I can get on and I can put all the stuff into OBS. Yeah, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll work on something. We, we just kind of thrown this together. Yep. Uh, but yes, keep the donation, keep the donations coming. Keep telling people about uh, everything else that is going on. And speaking of everything else that is going on, if you can look just in my little box over here, uh, we have the continuation of the first week of our month of one shots tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, July sixth at at seven thirty p.m. EST will be a whip workshop episode featuring Alchemistresses by Allison Cole. That is a magical girl high school hijinks game, and it looks amazing. It just, it looks great. Uh, I never really got into the magical girl thing, but I know people who have, and just reading it, it looks, it, it looks magical. Uh, so I'm excited to be talking to her about that. And then on Thursday, I will be playing Dragons of Amelta with the creator, Kat McDonald, who also made Heroic Chord, uh, which we featured on season two of RPGs Uncovered which you can find on, on our YouTube. Uh, that is at 7 p.m. Uh, 7 p.m. EST on Thursday, July 7th. That's uh, that's me playing Baby Dragons. I'm going to play Baby Dragons, and it's going to be adorable. Uh, but we're not doing that today. Today, we are playing some uh, some Star Trek, uh, in which I play Captain Ronnie Ambrose, uh, as well as other interesting characters like Lieutenant Tong and uh, Lieutenant Jisha Shijin. And... 
I swear it almost sounds like you can't pronounce her name. <laughs> Jesus Shashim. I got it. I got it. No, as you did. It just sometimes her name just sounds like yeah. it can't be pronounced. And yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's Andorian. She pronounces it however she wants. Yeah, it's right. Want to fight her about it? That's on you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but as I recall, I'm unconscious with some sort of psychic shared hallucination or something. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that would be Ambrose is currently unconscious. Ambrose, Dasavi, and uh, Kendall are all currently unconscious i almost said well extinct. after after last week in in the marathon sprint of setting this all up i was kind of also unconscious in a yes. in a migraine hallucination but uh i'm excited to see what we get up to today awesome i am your game master as always jeff harvey and you can find me and all the at all the places at studio tembo there's a link in the link there's a link tree in the stuff below also it'll be in, or in the chat i should say it'll also be in the show notes um there were supposed to be some episodes that got up. Uh, they're done, and they're they were uploaded to YouTube, and then YouTube decided to scrub them. Uh, of the two most recent episodes of the show of this show, um, they are being uploaded. I just uploaded one of them again today. The other one I'll upload after this episode. Um, if they are done, they're there. They're up for audio if you want to listen to them on audio. But the last two episodes of the show will be available um, edited versions um, whenever YouTube decides to hate me a little less than hate YouTube hates me. Um, with that in mind, uh, I want to make sure that everyone, uh, if you're watching the show, please feel free to go over to Jack's uh, channel and watch it there. Donate. Uh, it's a good cause. I fully support it. And we want to get some more integration with our site, with our, our, our stream here. Uh, we just ran out of time today. So uh, let's go ahead and get, jump right into the, uh, the stuff. Let's go ahead and do a recap for those who have missed the last session. Uh, whoever had notes, I know Jack said he did not have any notes so or did not have much in the way of notes. So, what you got, Ev? The notes. All right. So, we picked up on the planet. Um, there's a heavy ion storm rolling in. Um, Kendall saw a. <clears throat> she saw a figure. Um, it at least Borg or Borg like. Uh, that seemed to be moving with the storm and harnessing the energy. Uh, it was a large ship. It was a small ship, like yes. Little, yeah. A one-man craft of some sort. Quote-unquote um, one-man. Yeah. Um, a one-board craft that was harnessing the power of the iron ion storm. Um, we managed to move the shuttle with cargo jacks thanks to Kendall's Brilliant idea. Visa managed to alter the shields to reduce the risk of protection um, and succeeded in matching the shuttle's ion position to that of the storm. Back up on the bridge, we picked up a. Uh, my note is very garish looking fighter. Uh, the marking of the pictures didn't match anything we've ever seen, uh, but it did. Uh, no, we we recognized it as the Bishari. Yeah. The Bishari. It, it took a minute, yeah. but you guys were able to recognize yeah. it as a Bishari. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything Bishari. in our regular databases, but um, with the stuff that Beren had been working on, we ran it through her Universal Translator stuff and and um, identified it as Bishari. It appeared to have warp and strong phasers on par with the Peregrines. Uh, We chose not to open a channel. It scanned us and then warped out. 
I believe that happened pretty much right while we were implementing our mm-hmm. shooting our homing we're here come find us board calling device down to the planet. Right. I mean the the rescue beacon. Your Borg your Borg beacon. Yeah. Yeah. Borg beacon. Yes. Um Yep. Yeah. Simultaneously decided we were going to send a communication retrofitted torpedo into a communication station. And if the crew on the planet didn't respond in twenty four hours and abandon them. Um, Seems legit. Right. We don't need those people. There's there's the Garish looking fighter for those of you who did not see it. (laughs) Some of you may Um, recognize it if you play old video games, but... Tommy suggested we add the Europa as close as we could to the wormhole and try reaching out telepathically. Um, The captain brought his large PNR crystal and an altar onto the bridge and... As they, as yes, about the Kong, after they converted the torpedo and sent it out, we did our second thing. Um, well, that was all getting set up. So back on the planet, uh, my notes are Kendall tense, Jesus indifference, O'Connor anxious. Um, Lisa gave O'Connor some work to do to distract her and try and bring her out of her anxiety and told Kendall if she wants to be man, she needs to get her shit together. Kendall says, you'll know if my shit's not together. Jesus says, well, they need her shit together. Um, I did not do that exchange justice, but it was, it was fantastic. Lisa tried to explain that, you know, O'Connor is not used to this kind of stuff. Give her work to do, keep her distracted. Kendall wasn't terribly receptive. And then we that brings us back to the bridge where we launched the torpedo. Um or open the open the wormhole, launch the torpedo board hailing station communication thing. And uh, the captain and commander reached out telepathically. Um Dasavi was getting strong empathetic connection to the, uh, they both Ambrose and Dasavi had a strong empathetic connection to each other. Um, Dasavi started feeling flashbacks of Ambrose's being stranded and alone and waiting for rescue. Um, could feel Connor and Jisa and the void that is her poor tortured daughter. Um, tried to send them a sense that they have not been forgotten and the Europa was coming for them and as she was reaching out couldn't connect <clears throat> with Jason O'Connor she started to shift her focus to Kendall who started to instinctively push back against the invading force in her mind at which point there was a bright flash a sensation of torment and agony almost overwhelming aloneness and abandonment uh, pain alone Fear nothing will ever be right. A sense of strained calm trying to come in. They heard a nursery rhyme as they all passed out. We went to red alert. The SSH appeared on the bridge and Silva called for medical. All right. Anybody want to add anything to that? Nope. All right. When we resume, uh, the red alert is activated on the ship, on the bridge. The SSH has appeared. Um, I believe that the 
that would actually leave Mills pretty much in charge at this point. Yep. Um, the captain is lying on the ground. The chief, the first officer slash doctor is also lying on the ground. Um, what are you guys going to do? What is Mills going to do? <laughs> Silva had already called for medical. Yes. Um, and the SSH has appeared. So, Jack, did you have something you wanted to start with with the SSH? Uh, Please state the nature of the command emergency. <laughs> yes, uh, so something to that effect was said at the end of the last episode. Uh, yeah, jump, jumping right into it. I, I was putting my Ambrose face on. I forgot I needed to put my SSH face on. Your Ambrose uh, face is a little slack at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so the SSH appears on uh, on the bridge, and I think he does turn and survey the room. Uh, and if I remember correctly, this is a pretty um, young-looking command staff right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although Mills is a lieutenant, I think, right? Yeah, Mills is a lieutenant. He's been in for a few years at this point. Okay, I, I, I think I always think Mills is younger than you've made her silver's yeah. a lieutenant too mm. yeah mills just missed the no she was she was kept out of the dominion war by her dad mm. so she was around for the dominion war she was in the fleet but her her dad was like nope you're, you're getting his ass job mm. uh yes so i think he's going to uh he's going to look around there's not many people on the bridge, right? It's it's Silva, it's Mills. Is Yesbeth here? Probably, yeah. And then there's probably like some random red shirts milling about. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. people people yeah. doing their jobs. Uh, yeah, so I think the SSH just materializes, walks. I don't, I don't remember the bridge layout, but walks down, not to the captain's chair, but down into like the main bridge area. Uh, and probably, because he can keep, keep track of all of these things, uh, looks over to Mills. Status report, Lieutenant. He pauses for a moment. You're wasting valuable time. There's a medical emergency. I'm aware. Medical has been called for. The captain and the commander were attempting to reach out to the planetary crew. Do we have reason to believe that this is, an, is a psychic attack? At this point, we don't know enough about any of this to know what's happened. It could be a psychic attack, it could be simply they overexerted themselves. It could be something with the wormhole. Until medical arrives and is able to give us a clearer picture, it's impossible to know. Sensors, have anything changed with the anomaly? Jezebeth uh, will uh, say, uh, we'll, we'll glance at the fact that she's talking to the hologram, uh, and then, but say, uh, no, nothing, nothing unusual. The, 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 uh, 
how the other ship has uh, left our set, left our scanners. The daisy chain uh, is fully operational, and the uh, eagle is on its way to the to the planet. It's homing in on their signal now. Ensign, please do a, uh, another scan, broaden out for anything abnormal. And SSH, I do appreciate your assistance. However, the captain did leave me in charge. I'm not sure the captain's fully aware that my experience in these matters far, as, far exceeds your own. Does it not make sense to have somebody who is used to running a much larger facility with many more people for much longer amounts of time than a newly promoted lieutenant? You are welcome to take that up with the captain when he is able. However, the captain's last command was that I was in charge. He's going to shoot me the back. <laughs> well, Lieutenant, a proper chain of command is, is important to these situations. It is. How would you proceed? He has a good start. Ensign, any response from the scanners? Uh, I'm running a full spectrum analysis now. It may take a moment. Uh, Jeff, do you want me to roll? Uh, you, you can go ahead and roll. Difficulty zero. Okay. Rich to medical, what is your ETA? The appropriate uh, time in the scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think I think uh, I think she answers uh, as she comes out of the turbo lift. I'd say right about now, if I had to guess. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Lieutenant, don't you have a lieutenant? Uh, yes. I yes. Oops. Oops. No, that's right. Um, that is one success. Um, the ship also is assigned that stand. Yep. Uh, uh, the ship got a one, so. Two successes right. then. Three successes. Three successes. Nine. <coughs> uh, Could I um, spend two of those successes to add a uh, complication, uh, to, to add a disadvantage to any ships trying to move through our area unnoticed? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, you do not detect anything abnormal otherwise. Okay. I mean, there's lots abnormal, nothing that has not, nothing new abnormal. Uh, everything's, uh, uh, Everything's in the green, uh, Lieutenant. Excellent. Thank you, Ensign. Uh, uh, so, no, uh, sorry, I just wanted to just say Delphine is quickly getting about uh, doing her work, uh, ignoring uh, everything else on the bridge. And uh, she uh, uh, pulls out one of them uh, plastic things that go on the heads that does this, the pretty lights in a, in a sequence. and. Begin scanning, scanning their brains. Right. Um, either control and reason, or either control or reason, <clears throat> and medicine, please. Difficulty is two. Uh, would internal medicine apply to this? Um, yeah, theoretically, for what? Yeah, because you're basically just doing diagnostics at the moment. So yes. 
I also have imaging systems, so that might apply there. <clears throat> no, that um, I, that wouldn't apply here. Fair. Uh, okay. Um, I'll spend a momentum. Uh, so that's uh, uh, three or two successes. Two successes. All right. Uh, they are. Uh, their minds, as far as you can tell, their minds are still linked. They are absolutely unconscious. You do not see any way to bring them out of it at the moment. Uh, I, I'm detecting. I'm detecting abnormal brain activity. Uh, they are conscious and alive. They don't seem to be any light-threatening uh, danger. But I want to get them to bridge, run some further, or I want, I want to get them to see, run some further diagnostics. Um, can I? Uh, she'll call for an emergency uh, medical transport and uh, have the three of them, uh, including herself, beam down to a uh, sick bay. Okay. Get me a prize, Lieutenant. All right. They're now down in sick bay. Uh, anyone else have anything they want to do on the bridge? And send yeah. anything back from the probe yet? Or the, not the probe, the. Uh, Telecommunications torpedo. Not yet. Although it is, it would probably have landed by now. Sure. Yeah, it's 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 landed. Uh, we uh, we won't hear back until somebody interacts with it uh, by design. So uh, now we play the waiting game. Very well. We'll stay at red alert. Keep an eye out for. Any threats, anything abnormal. Okay. All right. Let's jump down. To, well, let's, you know what? Let's go from there to the, the credit roll, and then we'll come back to... We're back uh, in the shuttlecraft. Uh, Kendall, who's currently away from the screen. Anyway, there he is. Um, Jisa and O'Connor um, are witnessing. Are, you guys are doing whatever it was you were doing. I think Jisa was um, standing guard, as I recall, and O'Connor was kind of hiding in the corner. I don't remember what you're doing. No, O'Connor had been put to work. I want to say rations. What the okay. brain says, I don't remember. Either way, basically um, taking inventory. Inventory, yeah. right? That's what it was, right? Um, either way, uh, while you guys are doing your your things, um, Kendall has a, a a loud scream isn't the right word, but uh, makes a, a a gasping Anguished noise and then cry. falls to the ground. What's that? Is it anguished cry? Sort of, yeah. 
It's it's a stifled cry, really, more than anything else. Um, and then falls unconscious to the floor. What are you guys going to do? Uh, the storm is still raging outside. Um, it is still not a great place to be. Uh, yeah, I don't think Jisa has any medical understanding. Um, Neither does O'Connor, but she right. is going to, um, in a fairly uncharacteristic for her, uh, kind of just start, like, it, it's like her mind has clicked into place. And she grabs uh, Kendall's tricorder, because Kendall has the medical one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll scan Kendall. All right. Go ahead and give me a roll. Bye. One medicine. We'll learn nothing. Um, O'Connor's got three in medicine. Oh, this is the wrong character again. Hold on. Science! Right, right? I thought that was weird. Like, why would I have not made her science medicine instead of... Yeah. Oh my god, stop. I hate this program. <laughs> I'm trying to expand it, and it's just like moving with the mouse instead of... Yeah. Oh, that's oh, so much better. I hate when that happens. Where it gets stuck right. on the mouse. Um, reason? Insight? Reason. Difficulty is two. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend one of those momentum. Momentum spent. I need to pop this out again. I forgot. How do you pop out the, the chat? I forgot. Double click it, I think. Yes. Excellent. The jumping back and forth between the chat and the... Uh, um other thing mm-hmm. does her using a medical tricorder count as her having uh equipment for the purposes of advantage i factored in it already okay, okay. so uh, two so you uh, you quickly detect that um there are abnormal brain waves uh in kendall's readings so it appears as though uh, in addition to her own wave readings there are three sets of other readings Three other sets? Correct. Or three sets total? Three sets additional. This is something that um, Daphine will also get when she gets him down to sick bay. Okay. The delta wave, the, the delta waves or whatever, some other fancy delta type thing. There are four distinct sets of delta waves in each person's mind. and kind of smacks a tricorder against her hand again and runs it again. Yeah. Readings come back exactly the same, slightly more scrambled because the, you know, you crack the screen or something. <laughs> tricorders are very it's durable. They no, no, tricorders are very durable. You're fine. Uh, Lieutenant? She has four sets of Delta Wave. I, I assume that's twice. I assume that's abnormal. Yeah, you're only supposed to have one. Okay, what do we do about that? Um, I, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, um, Jesus is just going to try to get Kendall. I, we're kind of cramped in this class nine, but try to just get her laid down in a more stable position. Right. Okay, she gets laid down. The board has to do things to assimilate you, right? That they can't just. I don't think this is Borg. He scans Jesus. Okay. Um, scan comes out normal. She's. Unless Jesus, you know, protests the, the scanning, comes out normal. Um, she wiggles her antennae abrasively. Right. Disconcertingly. Yep. Scan comes back normal. All right, we have the right number. I don't, I don't know. Um, we can't do much trapped in here. No. Uh, about that time, you see in the distance uh, what looks like an incoming missile. Um, and your uh, what limited power you have in this Type 9 shuttle um, the sensor begins blink the the console begins flashing uh, a communication relay uh, and the uh, as the ion storm picks up wait as it not may not pick up but the ion storm is is pretty heavy um, while the the missile missile looks like it's heading directly for you um, and your your sensors are indicating that there's a torpedo incoming to your location um, Gisa grabs uh o'connor and just dives on top of o'connor and uh kendall okay um the uh you, there is no impact uh you do not hear or feel any impact uh when about the time that you should um when you uh when you look back up uh check out the the, the console real quick and you can see that there something has landed and is now broadcasting some kind of transmission a starfleet transmission um it's probably about uh about 2,500 yards from where you currently are. Well, 2,500 yards? Yeah, that's not that That's not that bad, really. It's like, what, half a mile? Two little margin. Plus the ion storms. I needed to be far enough away to do something. <laughs> All right, all right. Jesus uh, spits out some sort of Andorian curse. Stands up. The hell is this? I can't go out in that, can I? I don't think anybody can go out there. Um, your science would would indicate you could you can go out in it for short periods of time. You wouldn't be able to stay out in it for super long, but you could probably do, you know, an hour or two. Do we bother with EVA suits and shuttlecraft anymore? Theoretically, um, I believe in the in game system it requires you spending uh, an escalation. Mm. Theoretically, they should have EV suits. I mean that it, it makes sense for them to have EV suits, but for some reason, okay. no one in Star Trek ever uses an EV suit. Right. I will say that they are probably damaged. Uh, I will go ahead and spend a threat to say that the EV suits you have are damaged. Uh, were damaged by 
when you use the phasers, uh, they they singed the uh, compartment where the EV suits were kept, and they are no longer sure. intact. Yeah, Jesus is going to go over there and start pulling at these damaged uh, EVA suits. Somebody needs, some, somebody needs to go out there and turn that off, because that is a Borg homing beacon. And that someone's got to be me. Here, put this on, put this on, Kendall. It's not going to protect long, but it should be long enough for me to open the door and get out. And if you don't come back, you, you can't survive. If somebody doesn't turn that off, we have minutes before the Borg decides that it's lonely and wants to make some friends. <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. <laughs> before it finds it's lonely and wants to simulate some friends. <laughs> she's, like, she's putting the EV suit on as she's, she's arguing. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Jesus is going to help get Kendall in this suit with whatever uh, space-age duct tape we have available to patch up any minor holes. Can I try to help with my tiny bit of engineering? Um, I mean, Jesus is, is somewhat of a field engineer, engineer okay. as well. I don't know if that was something we really needed to roll for. It's mostly just flavor. Sorry, I didn't hear what you were saying. I was checking out a text. What was you were trying to do? What? Uh, just just get Kendall in the suit and help patch it up as best I can with whatever space age duct tape we have available. Gotcha. Yeah, you can do that. That doesn't require anything. Yeah, it's not. It wouldn't last out in a storm for a prolonged time. No, just, no. It's... When I open the door, it's all gonna f come in through the door. Yeah. Right. There's no airlock in Type Nines. No. Um, all right, so you're stepping out into the. You guys can get there in the suit. No problem. You can get everybody in the suits without too much difficulty. Um, I mean, it would actually be very difficult to get someone in an EV suit while they were unconscious, but whatever. You guys are trained. Um, you're stepping out. Jisa is stepping out into the into the wild blue, you know, ion storm. Yep. All right. I have a. I have a tricorder to try to find my way through this ionized mess and i have uh do we have a functional phaser not anymore not anymore all right cool we lost all three did you have three? We oh well three? you probably have a type one phaser okay yeah um so yes uh you step out into the into the blowing winds and rain-like substances um and the ion, the heavy ion uh, interference and whatnot. Your tricorder is working, but it's it's obviously limited in range. You can only just barely uh, make out where the the, the thing is. Um, you're guessing in this kind of weather, it'll take you 15 minutes or so to walk to it. Um, And then however long it takes to do whatever you want to need to do out there and then 15 minutes walking back. You figured you've got about an hour before you start having exposure effects, um, although not deadly necessarily at, 50, at an hour, but, you know, start suffering some ill effects. Um, it's cold. It's very cold, which doesn't really bother you. Good. Um, 
that's kind of a bonus. Uh, but yeah, your your sensors are your your tricorder is definitely limited in range and and scope of what it's capable of doing. Um, there is a an environmental complication uh, that would add uh, would add one difficulty essentially to any uh, scan rolls. Um, any sensor rolls as well. Any any detection of things in the atmosphere or on the ground type rolls. So um, you begin making your way that way. Um, meanwhile, back in sick bay, um, Daphine uh, has. Go ahead. I just want to note we can we can do this after we do this scene. I just want to note that O'Connor is going to want to try to see what the beacon is saying and check that out and all that. Well, right. Well, Jesus, making your way out. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't take long. It's it's definitely a message from the Europa. Well, not message from. It's actually a a relay back to Europa um, with a, a modified and more intensive, like more focused um, communications beam. Okay. Um, can we respond to the relay? You'd have to do it from because of the interference. It either has to be closer, or you have to do it from where the thing is. Yeah, okay, this is this is why Jesus left yeah. to go deal with that. Right. Oh, I get you. Yes, that is the thing that Jesus is going to do. I thought Jesus was just going to turn it off. Well, when she gets there, she may discover there are more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Let's skip the sigma first, and let's go straight to the other thing. Um. Dasavi and Ambrose, um, you find yourselves lying on the ground. Um. Your everything is a little bit blurry around you. Uh, there's some sounds you can't quite make out right away. Um, things are blurry and hazy. You can definitely feel each other's presence. You can also feel a pressure pushing you uh, away, um, and another pressure that is kind of pulling you towards um, whatever is trying to push you away. So it's kind of this conflicting wave of pushing you back and forth. Um, there's another pressure uh, that is also there that you can't really make out, but it feels um, almost like you can hear something in the wind, but you can't quite make out whether or not you are hearing just the wind or something else. Um, it's difficult to, to make out that last thing. Um, as you begin to open your eyes and, and, and regain your bearings, Brian, go ahead and describe what they see. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it is. Um, uh, I think it is a, a, a beta Z uh, in a, uh, well, the let plan, me. The planet beta Z. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let, let me ask you, uh, where do you think that uh, uh, Desabi raised uh, Kendall? Come, we should uh, figure out what their home looked like. This would have been something to ask me earlier in the week. But, yeah, I uh, thought about it. I thought about it earlier today, and I don't think Brian. I, I, I reached out to everybody but you. So, <laughs> okay. And I like coming up with things on the fly. So. <laughs> My Star Trek poo is not that good. Don't 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 worry about getting it right. Just make it interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you were um, raised on Beta Z, you just describe what the home was like, basically. Yeah, definitely raised on Beta Z. Um, At least for this particular segment. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, was was raised at least in the smaller, younger years on Beta Z. Um, the girls did spend 
until probably the Dominion War, the girls would have spent time um, on the ships that Vasavi was assigned to in family quarters. So they would have grown up between the planet and Starfleet. And then when the Dominion War happened, she sent the family back to Beta Z. Mm. Okay, well then maybe this is uh, at Beta Z when Vasavi uh, is about to return. And maybe this is uh, th th this is what the home was like when you came back from the Dominion War. And I believe Beta Z was hit by the Dominion. The it Dominion was. Occupied. It was occupied. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So maybe their home uh, is intact, but other ones around it are, have just been decimated uh, by fighting. And, uh, yeah, you recognize the house as uh, uh, sitting there on a, on a block of other houses, uh, ruined. You probably remember what it was like when you came uh, home and saw that this is what your family was living in in the midst of a war zone. Yeah. The children are playing in the front yard, um, or at least yeah, there are children playing in the front yard and, and around. Um, there's a definite smell of, of uh, old fires and things like that from the houses that were destroyed and whatnot. Um, Ambrose, you can see all this as well. You, you get the distinct, um, the, 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 the harsh impression of what the dominion would have done to a place like this, what they did here. Um, yeah, I think the, the, the building has begun, you know, people have returned to beta Z right and, uh it's still half ruined but it's uh starfleet uh and the federation is not going to drag its feet on rebuilding beta set right so uh yeah uh and so i think uh you, yeah as as jeff said uh the the kids are playing uh you know as kids kids will do come hell or high water they will find a way to play and so uh in front of this uh, maybe let's say it's a fuchsia colored house uh, with a with a with burned up plants in the garden. Uh, uh, young Kendall, at like ten years old, is I think that timeline checks out. I'm not sure. At but, the appropriate age, which is roughly ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think yeah uh, is um, she runs over to you and uh, says. Uh, you're back. I can't. I. They said you would be back, but I. But uh, Jenny said that uh, you said that you weren't. But I told them you'd be back. I told them that you were because you calmed me, and I'm so happy to see you. And she just like uh, grabs your legs. Commander, Javi is looking a little. Bewildered and um, what's the word? Reminiscent is the word I want. Nostalgized. Yeah, nostalgic. <laughs> um, she kind of reaches down and puts her arm around young Kendall's shoulders. Of course, I can. Nothing in the world. Where's your sister? She says, I, 
they're 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 in there and she points to the house uh they run into the house uh for for reasons unknown uh kendall grabs your hand before uh you can get too far and uh she says i want to i want to join starfleet when i grow up i want to i want to go with you on your starship starfleet would be lucky to have you would know that because we did this incorrectly, but this this plays in just fine to what I wanted to do. Um, okay. It's only been two years since the end of the war, so that age doesn't really work out. But yeah. that is still what you're seeing. Yeah. So you would know that this is a bit that, that this, this is, is not exactly fun. how things transpired. Right. Right. What What is our What is our mental state in in this sort of dream do we feel like we belong and we'll play the part that we no. think is correct or nope. no you, we you feel we just have normal our own minds yes okay yep commander captain this is my oldest Kendall Kendall this is this is mommy's friend Amber and she just kind of looks at you with a, I don't know what, you know what, you don't need to do that. She just telepathically, I have no idea what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah, you, you guys are completely along. connected for, for this. You feel each other's emotions. You feel everything. You are completely connected in this. So you, yeah. you definitely can share your, your feelings and, and telepathic connection. Yeah. And I, I think in this dreamscape, you can also feel Kendall's connection. Um, so. Separate from the young child right yes yeah. uh, so um i think you you are able to recognize that she recognizes uh the captain and uh you see this young person quickly salute uh in a starfleet perfect salute uh to uh, ambrose uh but then uh the the, the childlike personality takes over uh and she uh says uh i'll go i'll go get the others they don't want to see you it's been so long she dashes inside disappears right um you guys can you know, you, you can see the the surroundings. Um, it, Do I have a phaser? Uh, sure. You didn't, okay. but you, you you didn't when you first woke up. But you look down, and you guess you have a phaser. Okay. Um, as you're as you're looking um, around the the where you're at, things don't look quite right. They they feel bigger than you would remember or, or bigger than to scale um they would normally be and also like the distance seems like as you look out in the distance of the of the planet um things look more hazy um and not really present um kind of uh, almost like the heat waves if you're looking through like on a concrete slab looking through the heat waves at something beyond it um ouch anything you guys want to discuss before we move on uh, Desavi will turn to Ambrose when Kendall runs off. 
my best guess is we're in her head. Can you give me any reason why? Or better yet, how to get out? I'm not entirely certain on either count. Um, it could have something to do with the wormhole. I've personally never tried to reach into someone's mind through a wormhole. I don't know that it's I don't know if anyone offhand has done it. Who knows what impact it could have. It could have something to do with whatever whatever has been blocking her telepathy. Something could have happened to her on the planet. It could be any number of things. As to how to get out, If I don't know. If it has to do with whatever has been blocking her, it it's harebrained. Stay with me. We might need to help her work through whatever this is to get out. Whatever defense mechanisms she's built could be keeping us here. Okay. I'll follow your lead. We'll start and go into the house. Okay. Um, as you enter into the house, uh, um, there is a distinctive shift and change. But before we get to that, let's go back to the sick bay. Um, in sick bay, Dasavi, Dasavi, Dafine, um, gets the same. You know, begins sets up the scans and gets everything started. Um, you and your staff are, are getting things underway. Um, you detect the the the, dis, the four distinctive uh, brain patterns, um, all in each of each of Dasavi and Ambrose. Um, you can distinguish pretty quickly that there is um, they are the same brain patterns in each of them. So it's you know the same the same minds in both of them. Um, what would you like to do? I, you said, uh, I, you said that, uh, that I detect four brain patterns. Am yeah. I able to make distinction of each of uh, each of the brain patterns? Figure out who's who. Yeah, give me a give me a medicine roll. Um, so I'm gonna try and like match their wavelengths versus Starfleet records uh, to determine who who is who. Uh, I will spend a momentum. Okay. Uh, this would be. Ooh, that is a, a fumble. Um, oh. Two successes and a fumble. 
All right. So a complication? Yep. Two and a complication. All right. Um, you managed to make out, uh, you can separate Ambrose's and uh, Dasavi's for certain. And you can see those both in there. You can also pick out Kendall's from previous scans uh, when she came on board and things like that. So there are those three for sure. And one that is completely unknown. Uh, it is not, um, it does not fit with either human or um, Beta Z. Hmm. Uh, I think Daphne is going to create a wavelength, uh, uh, you know, by a holographic display near, and she's going to like flick through the crew, trying to find somebody that matches up, because it doesn't make much sense that uh, there would be some something else caught in the wake. Um, but uh, once uh, she realizes that it doesn't match any of the records, she'll um, she'll she'll play with her her chin and she'll go, "Who are you?" And then, uh, yeah, maybe she'll try and uh, start working on a way to separate that up. Okay. Uh, anything anyone on the bridge wants to do? I think largely the bridge is waiting. Okay. Waiting, scanning. Uh, I, I would say the SSH is probably doing like doing the rounds going over to all the different consoles and standing like behind people looking down at the consoles <laughs> waiting a little that. bit making maybe making some hmm noises and then moving on to another one I think Silva's going to turn to look at him can I help you? Just keeping an eye on the situation, Lieutenant. Carry on. Where is Mill standing? Are you, are you still at your your uh, tactical station, or have you taken the, the command seat? Um, I think in the little power struggle, you would have taken the command seat and called Koba up to security. Yeah. Silva's going to say, uh, if I ask you to get me a new pillow for my quarters. Will you? Will you stop hovering like a, like a worried nanny? I can perform both of these tasks at the same time. One of the she many benefits that my program has over you, organics. She rolls her eyes. Great. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Perfect. All right. Back down to the planet, Gisa. You are making your way through the terrible weather um you can see out in the distance maybe uh 100 or so yards you can see the um uh the torpedo it is it is from what you can tell from this distance it is a, a standard mark 7 torpedo um with some heavy modifications uh basically there are lights where lights shouldn't be uh there are legs uh that don't appear to be particularly useful at the moment because of the way it landed. Um, but it is upright, and there is a, a section that has opened um, that would not normally open that has opened into what you can see from here as a, a, a glowing blue light, probably a screen of some kind. Um, as you make your way closer, um, give me a an insight and security roll. Okay. Your difficulty is two. Uh, I'm sorry, your difficulty is actually three. Okay. Um, 
Jisa is not terribly insightful. Fortunately, she does have some security. Um, okay, you said difficulty three? Difficulty is three. Would my focus in electronic warfare help at all? Not in this case. That's not what you're okay. looking for. You're, you're okay. observing your surroundings. Okay, I'm just observing my surroundings. Uh, we have two momentum. I'm going to go ahead and grab one of those. We have two momentum? You did. You have one now. Oh. Okay. What do we got? I Mine got two. It doesn't actually show me how many we have. It just shows two, two tokens of each. Oh, there should be like four or five tokens of the red alert ones, and then the, yeah, that, you're down to one token. They're down at the bottom oh, corner. Yeah, you have to scroll down. I'm, yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I see. I can't see. Yeah. That is dumb. It's the only way I can do it here, unfortunately. No, I know. It's, it's not, a, not a huge problem. Uh, so two. Um, as far as you can tell, everything looks good. The 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 walkway to the the path to the uh, to the torpedo, the torpedo is stuck in some rocky ground, but the the path up to it is pretty easy for an Andorian to get to. Um, you can make that that final five hundred yards pretty quick if you want to. Mm -hmm. Gonna go ahead and make your make, make your way that way. Oh yeah. All right. You get to the torpedo. Um, no stumbling, nothing like that, and you can see that there is. Um, a the torpedo has a, a, a communication screen built into it that is clearly been cobbled in there um and it has a direct connection to what looks like some kind of daisy chain relay um directly into the europa's uh comm systems so you have a direct communication line to the europa does it look like it's uh it's penetrating this storm it does okay uh what what is the interface here? Is it just like simple keyboard? Do I com? It's a it's a standard com panel that you would see anywhere else. So you have visual, you have whatever else. the The transmission is going through. There is some some garbling, but it is connected to the Europa directly. So um, okay, it, you you could use visuals if you wanted to. Uh yeah, I'm I'm just gonna raise the communication real quickly. Full full visual audio. Requesting radio silence. Board detected on this planet. I will check back later and immediately shut it down. Okay. Um, on the bridge, you get an incoming message. Uh, I think Silva put, puts it immediately on screen, uh, and uh, we 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 see it up close of uh, uh, Jesus' face as she hurriedly uh, wearing, tells us about the board. I think wearing an EV suit, right? You are wearing an EV suit. Uh, I don't think there was a point to wearing one since it was okay. damaged. She just yeah, it wouldn't do a lot, out. but yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. The so it's Jesus' face. There's the terrible ion storm going on. She says the the things, and then before you have a chance to reply, cuts the terminate terminates the uh, the interface. Can you repeat the message? I was playing catch up on notes and hmm. was not cut up yet. Requesting radio silence. Board detected on the planet. I will check back when the storm is over. That will say, well, at least we know they're alive. Do I do I have an approximate location of the uh, uh, the landing? Yes. Yeah, you can tell directly where the the thing is at. So we know where they are. Now the question is, how do we get to them? 
And should we wait? Did she say the board? Yeah. There's no record of board activity in this area, but I well, not in this area. Where are they? Um, pull up where we have a list of like known board sightings. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. in the Alpha and Beta quadrant, absolutely. In the Delta quadrant, not so much. The people on the ship figured out that the wormhole leads to the Delta quadrant. Correct. You yeah. are aware that it is in the Delta quadrant. Okay. Okay. I that bit. Yeah. Well, looks like they've expanded. Jezebeth, uh, her, her face, oh, you know what? No, actually, I think this is um, Silva, who is going to turn to look at Mills. Lieutenant, I need to speak with you a moment. Can I speak with you in private? Of course. Um, I would suggest before it. leaving the bridge that we deactivate the wormhole so that any board presence cannot make their way back. We will not be hearing from them for some time. Uh, Mills will turn to Gesbeth. Ensign, if we deactivate this wormhole, we can get it back open again, right? Uh, yeah, we've got it down to a science at this point. Excellent. I think that's a good suggestion. So, uh, um, Silva's going to walk uh, into the conference room with uh, uh, Mills, and she's going to say, Okay, hold on. The, the, the SSH, as soon as Mills gets up, walks over to the chair, sits down, and calls an ensign over to take a, to take <laughs> Silva's place. Before he can get there, she looks at Koba and says, you have the bridge. <laughs> as he's moving to sit down. <laughs> I don't think Koba's there, I, but I think he can say that to... Uh, I, I just don't want to add another character to the scene. Uh, uh, but I think he can say that to Yesbeth. There's that... The, there is precedent for instance being put in charge of virgin non-emergency situations. I think I mean, that I believe that is a tactically unsound command, Lieutenant. Your so position of power was granted before there was a crisis. I am the next logical choice in command. Hold, hold for a second. So Brian, I know you don't want to add another character uh, to the scene. Okay. I, Logically, I, I, Mills would talk Cope up because they're co. They're essentially co leading security this is the worst even musical chairs i've ever played <laughs> Sorry, love um, okay so fine he he is in charge uh the, in any case silva is going to walk in the conference room uh and uh turn around to mills and she's going to say i'd be remiss if i didn't i'd be remiss if i didn't point out that uh the starfleet protocol uh omega for Four nine uh, says that if any transwarp conduit is found, now I know this isn't technically a transwarp conduit that we know of, but protocol does di dictate that we close it immediately to prevent any board incursion. For the moment, it's closed. Borg have not detected our people. We don't know if it can be open from the other side, though. How do you propose to permanently close a wormhole? That I'm not sure about, but I think we should begin finding a way to. If we can get them rescued in time, great. 
perfect. I, you know, uh, I want them back as bad as anybody. But if if the board find them first, or if uh, we can't get them back, then we need a or either way, we'll need to be able to close this thing to keep any board from coming through. And I suggest we be quiet about it. Nobody's going to want to leave Kerr behind. Correct. Look, I, I know this is a shitty situation for you. You didn't wake up this morning knowing you'd have two crew, crew members' lives in your hands, and two crew members and an entire ship of people with their lives in their hands. It's not fair. Nobody expected this, but. You've got to step up. Right. Let's just hope they wake up before we have to make the big decision. Appreciate your guidance, Lieutenant. That's what I'm here for. She reaches out, she puts a hand on Mel's shoulder, gives it a squeeze, and she says, you got this. So nod um, and head out of the conference room and into the ready room. Um, she'll kind of indicate for Silva to go back to the station. Yeah, Silva will, Silva will go back. Um, he will try to get a hold of the Admiral. Okay. Um, Whoever our direct admiral is, I don't remember. I know Mandy Patinkin. Yes, Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> um, all right, we'll come back to that. Um, Jisa, as you are, you've shut down the 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 communication systems. You have uh, the you've managed to disable the the probe. It didn't take the probe. The, the torpedo communication system um, wasn't hard to do. Um, you recognized uh, Tong and. Yazabeth's handiwork. Um, what are you gonna do next? Uh, I'm gonna make a little a little dot on my tricorder map system so I know how to get back here, and I'm gonna book it away. All right. You begin heading down the trail, uh, and as you come to one of the corners, you encounter. Briefing. Briefing. No. no, I need to see if I can. I don't know how to make this go to you guys being able to view it. Uh, some strange alien dog uh, creature. Some strange alien dog creature. We can view it. It's on the. It's on roll twenty. All right, good. That's not okay. Uh, it's pretty big. It is um, probably about three hundred to four hundred pounds. Um, uh, on a rough guess, so it's a pretty big animal. Small horse sized. I mean, it, it is not looking pleased. Does this match the description of the tracks we found earlier? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that that foreshadowing paid off. Yes. Then let me go ahead and pop this out so I can uh, do things. Uh, since uh, in Star Trek, initiative is uh, who goes first is decided by the game master. Um, I think it's appropriate uh, that this thing snarls at you and it is your turn. Okay. Uh, you said we're in some rocky terrain. Yes. 
is there any place I can shoot that might cause a small rock slide down on this creature? Probably not down on it. Um, it's, or at least in its way? Probably you could you could certainly shoot the rock that it's standing on, maybe, maybe uh, uh, have it tumble to the ground. Which would throw it off balance, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. All right. Um, okay. Difficulty is two. Um, that's not directly at the creature, so that doesn't apply. Uh, go ahead. All right. Uh, daring security, I would assume. Uh, I think it is daring security, yes. Okay. Might be control. Uh, let me let me check. Make sure it's not control. Um, that's tasks. I, I I think daring is actually for hand hand to hand, or would that be fitness? One of them, yeah. One of them is fitness. I think. Um, you must declare it's lethal or non lethal. Doesn't matter. You're shooting rocks to make an attack. You make an opposed daring and security. If the difficulty is one, that's for melee. For ranged, it's control and security. Okay. Uh, okay, control, security. Outside of my uh, my Peregrine, Jisa doesn't have much working working for her. Okay. Uh, yeah. What did uh, what did you say the difficulty was? Difficulty to shoot the rock is two. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna hold on to that momentum for when this thing rips my throat out. Let's just see how this works. There's the two. Two success. Okay. Uh, hits the rock. The rock s explodes underneath the phaser, and the the uh, the creature begins to slide down the the, the, the hill. Um, I spend a threat. Um, and it, as it's beginning to, to lose its, as it appears to look, be, look, as it appears to be losing its footing, get my words right, um, it leaps, um, and it leaps an unnatural distance. Um, let's see, like 36 meters, um, from where it was not, not that far, but it looks like it could easily do that, um, and leaps towards you, uh, which will be its attack as well. I will give it disadvantage because of the rock shooting, um, and it will make an attack, which is going to be daring and security because it's a melee attack. Uh, you get to counter that roll, so it's a melee attack. So you get to roll your. Um, uh, it's opposed, so it's opposed by your. Um, I think daring and security as well, or I think we allowed. I think I allowed fitness and security for that as well. Okay. Uh, no, I'll go daring and security. Uh, I'll and punch it back. Successful. I guess that's one. One beats it. Uh, and you gain, you have basically have two momentum to be able to do anything you want with that. Uh, so you basically succeeded um, because it was off uh, as it leaped at you. It, it definitely didn't get the full leap. Um, it didn't wasn't going to land quite where it wanted to. You have two momentum that you can spend on anything you'd like to do for this defensive action, which really is not like you could do create create advantage um, or keep the initiative, which doesn't really apply. Um, or swift task, which would be allow you to take uh, another action 
um, but increasing the difficulty by one, which would not count towards your actions. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if I, if I can take another action, I think that's, uh, that's the way we'd go. It'd go back to my initiative anyway, so I don't need to retain that. Yeah, so you'll get two, basically get two actions in a row. Right. Um, well, you said create, you said create an advantage. Could I use that to, um, to like blind the creature? Can I just like pick up a rock and smash its eye in? Sure. Or some dust or something, throw throw something in its face. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As it leaps towards you, you, uh, you manage to find, you know, you, you stumble a little bit and you grab a handful of like loose gravel and, and rocks and dirt and whip it into its eyes and it, uh, Mm -hmm. it will have a disadvantage on its next attack roll. Um, it gets in the eye. The creature kind of shakes its head a little bit and uh, and and growls menacingly. It's one of those growls you can actually feel it, even through the storm and everything else. You can feel it rumbling in your chest and stomach. It's uh, it creates a very um, fight or flight response mm-hmm. um, almost immediately, or pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, your action. Uh, yeah. So fight or flight when it comes to a horse-sized alien dog creature i think i'm gonna go with flight okay. uh but i don't think i can outrun this creature for the half mile through an ion storm uh so i would like to see if because this thing is as big as a horse and shajin is not right. uh so i want to i want to try to find some place that i can throw myself into in this rocky terrain some small cave some some pile of stone that's just big enough for me to get into okay um i want to hide and hunker down give me an insight and security check for that one. Oh boy insight uh okay which of my many sheets do i need this is it all right this would be to find a spot that you can jump yourself into yeah yeah D- difficulties too okay uh, yeah, insight security. I'm going to take a momentum there because I don't want to get eaten by an alien dog. Last momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I have anything else for this. No, all right. One in a complication. One in a complication. So that fails. So you, as you're going through, you um, you see a spot that you think might work, and you you run for it. You dive in. Um, you drop your phaser uh, as you're going through, um, as you're as you're making your way in, as you slide into the into the spot. Um, your phaser is just a little bit out of out of immediate reach. You could grab it, but it's not in immediate reach. Um, the dog thing jumps down to roughly where uh, a few feet from where you hit the ground and slid in, and it begins stalking towards you. Um, you note that uh, after a few seconds, it uh, its its front legs are quite long, uh, and as it growls and and rushes towards where you are, it reaches in like a like a cat playing under a door and swipes at you. Um, the complication was you're dropping your phaser, obviously one success that uh you can go ahead and make uh your your attempt to not get hit uh that's a counterable role so it would be uh either daring or fitness and security 
difficulty. Right. Well, if you roll less than a one, you're hit. If you don't yeah. roll less than a one, we can go from there. I rolled exactly a one. All right. So you you managed to like, like drag your legs in um, just enough that it's out of reach. Uh, it um, it swipes a couple more times right away uh, and doesn't can't can't seem to get to you right that second. Um, it pulls its leg back out and looks into the the general hole where you're at, and uh, um, you have an action if you want to try something. Okay. Uh, yeah, it just stuck its face in this in this little kill box I created. Uh, I don't have my phaser. Uh, I, I assume getting my phaser would be in action. It would be in action, and you'd have to go past the creature because right. it is now standing past between you and the phaser. Right. So I'm I'm kind of cornered at the moment. Yes. In some hole that's not quite deep enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's deep enough for the moment, but it won't be for, and it won't be probably in a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can see well, some of the as it, as it was banging around trying to get to you. You could see some of the rock above it, um, sort of coming loose. It's not enough to to do like any kind of harm, but clearly like the, the protection of the rock is not as solid as you had hoped it would be. Um, this thing could probably break if it breaks a couple more inches of rock, it'll be able to reach you. Right. Uh, there's not really precedence in. Uh, in Star Trek for us to carry any sort of sidearm or knife or anything because that would be too too yeah. smart. Not generally, um, no. <laughs> no. Hold on. Andorians have a dueling culture. I think it's reasonable that it, that uh, she could have carried her, her a dueling blade on her for ceremonial purposes if nothing else. Um, I know that that's one of the options you have to choose for a, a main character though, I believe. Uh, if you want to throw some threat my way, I would not be necessarily opposed to, uh, you know, you've got that there as, okay. as, an, as an escalation. I'll do that. Yeah, right. I'll do that. I'll take the two. I'll take two threat for that escalation. I, I think uh, I think Jesus definitely would have a. What are they called? The Andorian uh, knife, which I don't know what they're, I do not yeah. know what they're called. Something. Anyway, it's one. It's that that curved Is it thing. Four? No, no. Uh, Ushant. Yeah, so it's something like yeah, that. Yeah, the Ushant Tor. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah, always imagined that she would have one. It's uh, That's just a... She did not get it as part of the character creation for a secondary character. Sure. So, uh, but that's that's yeah. where Escalation comes in. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pull that out uh, from behind my back. And yeah, it's stuck its face in this hole. And I'm going for the eyes. All right, give me a roll. Uh, this actually gets to add, it gets a free uh, advantage when dodging. Great. Of course it does. Okay. Uh, daring security. Not, I, shouldn't I, say, you... I shouldn't say free advantage. It gets a free, um, a free die is what I meant to say. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, can I, can I give you some threat for, uh, for another dice? Sure. You just want one more? Uh, what what is what is the cost? Is it the same as momentum? Same as momentum. So it's one, then two, then three. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, if 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 I don't turn the table here, things are going to go real bad real quickly. So I don't think it's going to matter how much threat I give you. I'll buy I'll buy two dice. Two dice is three threat. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I don't have any fancy talents or anything that's going to um. That's going to do this. 
support live with the support character, man. Uh, okay, okay. I don't think we're that desperate yet, so I'm not, I'm not gonna pull that just yet. All right, let's go. Go ahead, make the roll. That's four. All right, you succeed with two momentum. Um, so that's an attack. You get two momentum. You can do what, any of the things that the momentum can do. So that's piercing. Uh, re-roll any dice, which I, you don't need to do. Uh, additional damage. You can't disarm it because it doesn't have that ability to be disarmed. Um, and so on and so forth. I don't know if you have that sheet in front of you. Uh, yes. It's been a long time since we've had any sort of combat. Yeah. Uh, so I ha I'm having to remind myself where on this gigantic cheat sheet. Is. So if it's, it's there, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's page I think three on the on the Canic uh, cheat sheet. For anyone mm -hmm. who wants to find it, mm -hmm. it's the Canic cheat sheet. I do not know where I found it from, but it's K A N N I K. It's pinned in the chat. Um. Yeah, for us. I meant for people listening. Oh, good, good. Yeah, you can't access our chat. Sorry nope. for you people. Okay. Um, my my intention here is I know this is a wild animal. It it has self preservation instincts. If I show that I can hurt it enough to be not worth the meat on my bones, it will leave. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would like to do that. Is is there is there a momentum spend for alphaing this dog? <laughs> Um, you would have to do damage, damage to it. You would have to yeah. do hurt. You'd have to hurt it. Yeah, the, yeah. It's about the only way you're gonna be able to do that. Um, this creature, uh, definitely doesn't look like it's something that would give up easily. Um, also, it does look to have some level of armor plating on it. So, okay. Uh, in that case, I think I will go with piercing to ignore to armor All right that's one do you want to do that twice or just one of that once you have two momentum uh, that costs one right right and does it look like this thing has four armor <laughs> i mean it, it's hard to say but i mean it, it looks heavily yeah. armored but not like yeah not like you know doesn't yeah, look I like don't... a dinosaur or anything but it does uh, look like a dinosaur but <laughs> oh well I, I could do one for penetration which is what it is for an attack and then one yeah. for bonus damage i'll do that four is a lot of penetration it is a lot of penetration uh yeah three would still be a lot so we're gonna do that one one bonus damage and penetration go ahead and roll damage um i don't know how much that knife is supposed to do but we're gonna say it's roughly um these are all rifles i don't have any knives let's see the knife or dagger normally does one um but let's say it's a sword essentially um so we'll do two damage it's probably vicious as well uh so that is two plus security right correct okay so that would be a total of five probably has vicious one i am certain this weapon is in one of the books but i do not know where it, it is. is yeah um i think it just counts as this so that is Seven, yeah, I, just, I did it as a sword, which is what the, yeah, like the sword of the mechleths are that. So I assume this is akin to a mechleth. It, well, that sounds uh, about right. Yeah, it, it's a, it's, it's, yeah, it's listed as literally the sword, mechleth, ushantor, okay. etc. So there you so. go. Mm -hmm. Lucky guess. One, two, cool. three, four, five, six, seven, and two. So seven damage and two effects. Um, the effects you can do because the weapon is vicious. I'm assuming it's vicious for the moment. 
um, would be you could do two additional damage. Yeah. So that'd be nine damage. Let me find the sheet here. Uh, plus the one I bought. Plus the one you bought. So 10 damage uh, and minus and piercing. the piercing. Yeah. So. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So it is still standing. Um, it is definitely cut. Um, there's some blood that spurts out of its face. Um, let me see here. Yeah, but she's she's just gonna let out the loudest like Andorian war cry as she just slams this spade bladed knife into the creature's face. Right. Pain and loud noises. She's trying to make herself as intimidating as possible. Right. Love it. Um, can you can you tag can can she tag her uh, Andorian quality uh, to get an extra plus one on that? No, can I? It, Is that something I could do? Uh, according to the rules, if 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 your species would help you in something like that, then you can. Right. Yeah, I think it's, Andorians I mean, the, are trained martial yeah. combatants. She's used these these this ice pick weapon from childhood. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that it, you've already made the role, so I'm not sure it would help. But yes, I would. Okay. That would definitely apply there. Um, you do two injuries to the creature. Um, or you would do two injuries to the creature. Uh, it has as an ability that it has its own th own threat. I'm going to use its threat that it has to uh, avoid that injury. Um, and yes, okay. Um, so you stab it. Um, it hits in real hard. If you can feel the knife bite, you you know you give the Andorian war cry, and um, you know for a fact that that should have done a significant amount of damage to the creature um, as far as like if it was a normal animal you'd have probably just driven the knife through its brain um, uh, in the mean however what it does do is uh, the the thing recoils back um, and uh, starts shaking its head where the the weapon is stuck in the weapon comes comes out um, and goes skittering across the ground it takes another look at you and then uh, um, determines that it is probably not worth it at the moment uh, and moves off quite quickly, much faster than you would, uh, about twice as fast as you would have expected a creature of its size to move. Yeah, I, I think she just instinctively like goes and grabs the nearest largest stone she can, holds it up and is just like leaning back against whatever she's cornered at just huffing and getting ready to attack if she needs to okay um back in the minds of, of the other characters I believe she said doing that as she is trying to catch her breath before we get into that mm -hmm. we take a this doggo needs to go outside yes give me one second to figure out how to bring this back up let's go ahead and take uh the standard break and we'll be back okay. yeah i still have some girl scout cookies so i was eating some of those <sighs> i have the cookies that april brought last night ah the girlfriend cookies yes the girlfriend cookies <laughs> all right um no one's gonna understand the girlfriend cookie reference that's okay um so last we left okay off if you ever watched her stream well, she doesn't watch 
<laughs> um, so when we left off, Jisa had just finished fighting off uh, a not nice creature uh, that would have eaten her had it gotten an opportunity. Um, when we come back, let's go ahead and jump into the... Um, we'll start with the sick bay. Um, you are picking up an intensified... Um, um, the brain scan that you're doing, the, the delta waves begin to intensify um, on the Kendall and uh, mostly the Kendall front. Um, but the Savi and Ambrose, um, there's also are shifting slightly. Um, we You can see that on the screen as it goes by. Not much you can do. Um, just a, a thing. <clears throat> In the dream world, as you guys step through the door into uh, the Savi's home uh where kendall had run into um you find yourselves standing in a familiar place to ambrose it's cold it's dark uh it is carved out of solid rock it is clearly uh the uh, jemhadar internment camp that you were held in um, however uh in front of you is not jemhadar or any of that stuff go ahead brian uh, yeah, I think you see a pack of cadets in front of you, uh, wearing uh, the the uh, star Starfleet uniforms with cadet pips, uh, indicating that they're in training. Uh, they, uh, rather than being in prison, they are acting like they're they're pretty relaxed, uh, talking about uh, their, their their next course, advanced advanced tactics, advanced three dimensional tactics, um, uh, and. Uh, Kendall is is among them, uh, and uh, again you can feel her mind open, uh, and uh, she's uh, talking with one of them, and she's like, "Oh, David broke up with you. I'm so sorry." I, he, I, um, and she's just oddly attentive and uh, empathetic uh, at the moment, but it, it, it does not suit the situation at all. They're standing in a uh, prison queue, or they're sta they're standing right next to a, um, a fighting pit where they had prisoners, but they don't seem to notice the the fighting pit or the Jem'Hadar standing around at all. One of the Jem'Hadar comes to attention and says, "Captain on deck!" All the cadets stand up and look towards uh, look towards you, Ambrose. Um, they do their. Looks at Ambrose with a raised eyebrow. Am I still armed? Yes. Okay. okay, so there are actually Jem'Hadar here. There are what appear to be Jem'Hadar here. It is, everything is the same as the prison camp you remember, except rather than the prisoners, you see what looks like cadets just lounging. Well, I mean, they were lounging. Now they're standing mm -hmm. at attention because someone said captain on the deck. Which is a typical thing that would happen if a captain appeared in a cadet yeah, situation. But not coming out of a Jem'Hadar. <laughs> not coming out of a Jem'Hadar. Um, okay. And and in this headspace, where constant darkness, how bombarded are we with our own emotions and memories and each other's emotions and memories? Fully. Are they just kind of baseline available or, or are each of us being actively assaulted by um, sensory and emotional overload. So you're actively being hit by Kendall's emotions. 
Um, you guys, the two of you are on a baseline where you would normally be. Like, you are aware of what's going on. You can see everything that's going on. But your personal emotions are not. Um, you can you can feel them in each other. Like, you can feel Dasavi's emotions. She can feel yours. But it isn't, like, anything supernaturally rushing in to fulfill the scene's uh, requisite emotions. It is whatever you want them to be and, and however intensely you want them to be, really. Um, the only thing you really feel is there's the, the three pressures. There's the pressure of something pushing you out trying to get you out of this, lo- out of not just out of this location, but out of Kendall's mind. You can feel it's clearly like get out of my mind kind of thing. There's also something that feels like it's counter to that. It's pulling you towards, um, almost calling for help, pulling you towards Kendall's, um, uh, Kendall's personality or whatever. Um, and then there's a third one that's kind of just, again, it's just kind of back there. It's a, it's a constant pressure. Um, it is more intense now than it was in the first room. But you can't really, I still, you still really can't make it out. It's almost like, again, it was someone yelling in, in, into a windstorm. Um, you can kind of begin to hear it, but you can't make anything out. Yeah, so I think, well, everybody, but definitely Dasavi, gets this real quick flash of, well, fight or flight again. And Ambrose almost always defaults to fight. Uh an immediate intense survival instinct kicks in just real quickly and he goes for his phaser but we've we established in season one uh after breaking Copa's arm that uh in in a very similar uh hallucinative state uh ptsd state uh that he had been speaking with dasavi and uh other counselors and there, there's been uh, there's been counseling involved. So I think he grabs his phaser instinctively and gets it out of the holster, powers it up, but doesn't like, doesn't get it to a firing position uh, before he looks over at Dasavi. All right, this one's mine and I really don't like it. This isn't, this isn't right. No. And he is watching each of the Jem'Hadar. Yeah, they appear to be just like the they're everyone in the room is kind of waiting at attention as if they were a cadet group um, waiting for a higher ranking officer to to address them, except the Jem'Hadar who are kind of milling about in the background, like uh, almost like you would expect um, proctors or something at the academy to be doing like uh, just bystanders who are not part of the academy class just going about their daily business. Um, the Kendall in this scene, is she age appropriate or is she still the 10 year old? She's age appropriate. Okay. Or at least closer to age appropriate. Yeah. I'm going to take a step towards the Gem Hadar, uh, the one that called out Captain on deck. Mm-hmm. Status report, soldier. Captain, the cadets are ready. They're awaiting your inspection, sir. They have recently completed their uh, training for this uh, phase. Um, we're prepared to move on to phase four, which you would notice some is like a PT phase. Um, it's you know probably second or third year. Okay. He'll nod at the Jem Hadar. 
and walk over to this line of cadets and he, he never completely turns away from the Jem'Hadar, but he's going to play along with this at the moment. Going to go over to each of them and present himself like he's inspecting the cadets. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets to Kendall. Number one, what's your opinion on this cadet here? Kendall looks eager, and I think she looks at Dasavi like a, a daughter would look to her mother. Uh, so it's it's remarkably familiar face and a comfortable one. Wow, he just drank nothing. That was amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Mountain Dew then. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Sprite. Okay. Avoid Sprite. Yep. All right. Uh, Desavi will look her over. Uniform is in order. Posture is good. Hmm? Do I make you proud now? You do. Carry on, Kendall. Uh, her, her, her smile is brighter than it's been since you've seen her. Uh, recently. She's just delighted to have your approval. The Jemadar snaps behind you, snaps to attention again. Cadets dismissed. And the cadets turn and move out of the room. Um, You're now left essentially in the room with that. Again, now that now that Kendall has left the area, the everything begins to feel distorted. Um, kind of off kilter, um, almost like it's beginning to rotate ever so slightly um and uh, again like you're looking through the heat vapors on a on a highway um one of the jemhadar uh pulls his his uh his weapon up and charges towards ambrose and then it snaps to black okay let's go back to um let's go to sickbay again um you you note that there is a, an intense spike in Ambrose's uh, cardiology. His, his heart rate jumps high up and his adrenaline is is racing. Um, while you're doing that, though, you, you also feel Dasavi's, you can see some of Dasavi's numbers going up as well. Um, and you did note that the that strange, unfamiliar... Um, signal that, that unidentified brainwave from before begins to uh move into a larger percentage of the of the quarterly pie there um whereas it was quite a bit smaller it was farther away it was harder it was less obvious um it is now beginning to take a stronger influence but it only is doing so in ambrose's uh on ambrose's chart she'll quickly uh begin forming a, a... Uh, or she'll grab a hypospray, quickly set it to four, uh, 40 cc's of cytokaline, and uh, uh, she'll begin, she'll, she'll say to the holographic waveform that's still in the air, she'll say, I don't know who you are or what you're doing, but you're not going to harm my, my crew. Uh, she knows that it can't hear her, 
but she's going to uh, use that determination to try and uh, uh, boost the mental activity of each of, uh, boost the mental activity of first Ambrose, then Basavi, to try to uh, make it so they're back on equal footing. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a medicine roll. Okay. Um, I would say that you probably have the right tools at hand for that. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Dafine has got internal medicine. Internal medicine would apply. Okay. Because you're you're while you're trying to do, at least with the medication, you're trying to maintain heart rates and everything else, and and yeah. signature waves and that kind of thing. I will go ahead and offer you a threat. Um, to I, I will take it because I'm about to use a whole bunch of them. I think. Mm-hmm. That's four successes. All right. With four successes, you uh, you see the change in the heart rate. Uh, it goes back down. Um, you manage to stabilize their um, their biological functions, and the um, that percentage of the pie goes back down. So it's it's still not a quarter because like, it wasn't four equal quarters, but. Um, it, rather than that one that was unusual getting larger, it um, it waves back down. Um, okay. O'Connor, while you're in the shuttle, um, uh, you're sitting waiting. Um, you see the signal goes out on the um, the torpedo thing that was earlier. You see that it has been shut off. You also note that there was a transmission sent from it. Um, Shortly thereafter, a few minutes after that, uh, Kendall starts not having a seizure, but her respirations get really fast, and you can see that she's moving a little bit more, um, like twitching. Not seizure, not seizing, but having con- slight muscular like, contractions. Yeah. Um, and after a few seconds, uh, you, like you, you bust out your little scanner, and you can see the her heart rate is up, and and all that, and the four. Again, the four uh, the four brain waves are there, but one of them is diminishing substantially. Um, uh, then it kind of all stops and, and normalizes. The one diminishes. Yeah, it diminishes a little bit. Okay. Can I tell which one? Or you you hadn't really I identified the four of them. You hadn't really identified any of them because uh, okay. you didn't have the equipment to do that here. Got you. Um, and you can't interface with Eva at the moment. Right. Um, at which time, uh, I assume Gisa was on her way back after after catching things up. The uh, the hatch to the door uh, slides open in a in really fast, and and the wind comes in, whipping um, as you're standing over. Uh, Kendall and Jesus steps in and shuts the door behind her. Um, there's some blood on her face and on her clothes, but it doesn't necessarily look like it's hers. You can't see any immediate injuries. Take the tricorder to turn and scan Jesus. She sits down, rips off a section of her uh, of her uniform as they do, and starts cleaning off her Ushan tour. Uh, 
Oh, there's the tatters of the baby suit. Any change? She twitched a little, and the delta waves, one of them decreased some, but she's back to normal now. Well, new normal, I guess. Alright. I sent out a message and turned off the beacon with any luck. With any luck, the Borg didn't notice or won't be able to trace it back here. Which point I'm going to spend some today. Right. <laughs> Just after you finish saying that, the, uh, mm -hmm. the proximity alarm goes off on the, on the shuttle. What can we see on sensors? Uh, you note there is a, a, a small Borg vessel heading your way. It is moving quite quickly, and uh, it is not alone. There are, there is a slightly larger, uh, almost like one of those reconnaissance scout cubes that, uh, that they found Hugh on, coming with it. Okay, 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 okay. We have no propulsions. Uh, what's what's the status of our weapons? We have a phaser. Um, like the, ship the, the ship weapons, oh, ship weapons. Uh, you probably get a, a shot or two before you run out of energy. Would it mean that we wouldn't be able to fly? Um, you could either fly or you could fire phasers. You probably couldn't do both. Um, mm. You could maybe right. fly a little bit and fire a phaser and hope that you have power enough to get to space, but chances are pretty slim. Oh, well, I, I, hmm, okay. I, I thought we'd established before that our flight capability was, was gone after it's the most, use of the phasers. And even yeah. with that, we were not breaking orbit. It's mostly zero. Um, essentially, what you could do now is if you really had to, you could, you could probably reroute the phasers into the engines and get, take that power and get some more. You, you're not going to get far. You did use the repulsors to get yourself into and under this, this thing. <laughs> So it's oh, right. one of those things yeah, like your, your chances of actually flying are pretty slim. Like you could probably get it in the air if you wanted to, but you're going to, something's going to get damaged and you may not make it to orbit. And if you, you could, yeah. if you got high enough and didn't make it to orbit, there's no way to slow this yeah. thing down from crashing. We're, we're not running, we're not outrunning the Borg in this beat up shuttle. <laughs> probably not. Okay. Power wise, power is diminishing. You do have enough probably for two blasts of phasers, or you could reroute that to the engines and do something that way. And you are also powering the um the dampening field the uh the the hide you in the ion yeah. field energy field that, that you guys did last time is that still working it is does appear to still be working i think the, we just wait the borg appear to be heading towards the torpedo we just wait they shouldn't see us we can't run i doubt we can fight Stay here. Um, Choice. Let's see. Okay. All right. Um, we head back to the uh, the dream sequence because I can't do much with Europa at the moment because uh, you guys closed the 
the portal. Yeah. I mean, Mills wants to talk to the Admiral for... Oh, right. The Admiral. I forgot. Yeah. Um, Narendra Station, Admiral Jaro Arolani. Show. Um, you get Admiral Arolani on, on, uh, on comms. Um, the comms are pretty solid. Uh, there's a little bit of interference that is um, likely due to your proximity to the uh, um, maelstrom. Uh, Lieutenant M- Mills, what can I do for you? Is- uh, Admiral, I'm terribly sorry to bother you, sir. We have a situation. Go ahead. Three of our crew members were sucked into a wormhole into the Delta Quadrant. We opened, we were able to open the wormhole and sent a modified torpedo to serve as a communications beacon. The captain and commander attempted to reach out to the away team psychically. And something, we are not entirely certain what, caused them to be, to be knocked unconscious. They are both presently in sick bay, still unconscious, and under the care of our medical team. We have closed the wormhole for the moment as we did receive a message from the away team that stated... Requested radio silence Thank board you. on the planet. Yeah. Yes, it stated they were board on the yeah. planet and requested radio radio silence. They would turn the beacon back on when the ion storm had passed. Given Starfleet protocols, we have closed the wormhole to prevent, hopefully, more coming through. However, we very quickly had figured out shooting the wormhole with phasers would open it up again and seems to open it consistently in the same place and time. It won't be long before the Borg figure it out themselves. I see. And the status of Captain Ambrose? Captain and Commander are both unconscious at the moment, uncertain when they will regain consciousness. He types in some th- couple things real quick. The nearest vessels are three days at high warp to your location. I'll be dispatching them immediately, but you must find a way to prevent the Borg from incurring into Federation space. The nearest ship is, he looks again, Here's the Mackinac is on its will be on it. I will dispatch the Mackinac immediately. They are the closest vessel. You'll have more behind that. In the meantime, I believe your rope is in your hands, Lieutenant. Keep me informed of the of the, of the captain's status. I know it's not easy to lose crew members, but 
if it's a choice between members of better three than the entire storm fleet. Exactly. The Borg coming into the sector could be devastating, not only to the life that is there, but to the entire Alpha and Beta Quadrant. If Ambrose has his confidence in you, I have my confidence in you. Thank you, sir. Jaro out. Eva. Lieutenant. How do you close a wormhole? Permanently. Speculative resources from Deep Space Nine indicate that it is possible using a number of sources. She throws up on the screen a couple of things that uh, were proposed to close the Bajoran wormhole. Um, some torpedoes that could, I think it was a neutrino burst. Um, I can't remember. That was, it's not neutrinos though, but it's something like that. Um, some space inversion explosion. Or something. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. That, that Cisco did a couple burst. times. What's that? Let's go with neutrino burst. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and it would be an anti-neutrino burst because the thing opens Perfect. with anti-neutrino. So it would be an anti-neutrino burst from a, a modified warhead. Um, and then she provides the, you know, here's how you would do it. I do believe that Ensign Tong and... Uh, Ensign, was it Lieutenant Tong? Lieutenant Tong and Ensign Elizabeth could probably perform this procedure in less than 15 minutes. Lieutenant Tong and Ensign Hage to the ready room, please. Uh, right, right away, Lieutenant. Pop it into the ready room. They're in the ready room with you. Go ahead. Yeah. No, she, she is... They enter. She... She is not sitting at Ambrose's, at Ambrose's desk. Um, she's looking a little, still professional and composed, but a little uncomfortable in the captain's ready room. We have a situation that has to be handled quickly and quietly. Well, uh, I, I. Think I can do that as long as you don't, as long as it doesn't also need to be done cheaply. I work in stuff. We have to permanently close the world. Oh, well, um, once we get the crew members back, I'm sure we can figure out a, uh, a, a way to seal it if that's what you're. There are Borg inside of the world. I'm sorry, say that again, there are four on the other side of the wormhole. Four people? Borg. Oh, Borg. The things uh, that travel travel in right, the cube. Right, but yeah, but we'll get our we can get our crew members back before the Borg show up. Unless are you you're not proposing that we leave them behind, are you?
using your probes. If we open the wormhole again, can you get an idea of how many and where they are, and whether or not they're aware of our existence or our crew's existence. She bites her nails a second as she thinks about it, and she says, Tom, what if we overload the, the power conduits? Do you think uh, a multiphasic generation would be enough to give us a thorough scan of the planet? Maybe, Pro probably. But if, if if we can see the Borg, then they can they can see us. We can give you maybe one good scan, Lieutenant. Uh, they'll they'll know they'll know about the probe. They'll know about us, and that's about all we can get. I don't know. I I don't I don't like the Borg. Borg are bad news. I, that that was that was that was fairly sufficiently covered in um in. In the academy, you you see Borg, you you um you 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 stop that and you leave. They'll probably be able, the Daisy Chain will lead them right back to the wormhole. They'll know exactly how we got in. So so we so we 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 do have to close it then. We do. Like we we have to. We, I don't. I don't want to leave anybody behind either. But Borg. In the grand scheme of things, three is a small sacrifice. What about? Could you use the probes to beam them off the planet and onto the ship through the wormhole? I, I've never tried beaming through a wormhole before. Is it going to think for a moment? It, I mean, it the, theoretically, um, th theoretically, it's it, it, it's possible we, we could bounce the transporter signal through through the daisy chain, and uh, instead of doing a, a a scanning pulse, we we could we could tie tie the targeting. Target lock in into, in into the into the shuttle. It that 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 be it be possible? I think theoretically, I've, I've never tried it. Every it would be a hell of a trick to maintain fidelity of a transporter beam through all that over all that distance. I've never heard of somebody beaming from one quadrant to another through a wormhole. We can try. I can't promise we'll succeed. I'd rather try. Well, could communi communications work just fine, and, and a and a transporter signal isn't all that different from a from a communication signal. It's it's just a lot, uh, a lot, a lot more. There's there's a lot more to it. So if if well, communication signals are just like. Matter is a whole nother thing, even dissolved matter. The, I don't know if it'll maintain the same fidelity over that long of a distance. I'm not saying we can't try. I'm not saying that, but 
I just we need to be aware of the risks of this. Like, could disperse into the cosmos. The the wormhole could interfere with the data transmission. The, the, the shuttle's transporter might not even be powerful enough to get them as far as the wormhole. Shuttles are only designed for interplanetary transport. Not interstellar. We can try, but it's risky. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I am, you know, if, the, if, if it came down between the choice between being dispersed in the cosmos and getting borgified, I, I think I'd rather take my chances with the transporter. Yezebek yeah, nods eagerly and she says, it, it, if, it, if it comes down to that or leaving them behind, yeah, we have no choice. I think that's where we're at, unfortunately. All right, L Lieutenant, uh, I hate to cut this meeting short, but I want to get started on this. Absolutely, dismissed. Come on, Tom. All right, so what do you guys- grab I think she would grab Tom by the arm and pull it. <laughs> like, she's eager to get started on this. What are you actually going to be working on? What are you? What? Which thing are you going to actually be doing? The creating the neutrino torpedo, or trying to find a way to get the to, to boost the the transporters enough through the through the daisy chain to be able to interface with the shuttlecraft? Um, we'll, put the, we'll put the B team on the neutrino since okay. that's the easier thing. Right. We'll have Coaster do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, B team, the B team, the chief of security, chief engineering. of engineering. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're gonna work on that. All right. Um, yeah, Tong is gonna go work some transporter magic. Yeah. Oh, and Yezbeth is going to do whatever she can. All right. All right. Let's let's figure out all the tags we could possibly uh, manage on this thing. I'm going to say that we can do it in a single roll uh, just for time constraints, but there's nothing else. Um, sure. I am going to spend two threat. I'm going to spend more than two threat. What I can spend a maximum of four, five. What can I spend there? I can spend five, right? That'll bring it down to uh, 16 and higher. Four bring it 16 or higher for complication. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up the complication range. Uh, to the maximum, I'm going to up the difficulty by two. two. So you're looking at a difficulty of, I believe if you count the other rules in, you're looking at difficulty of five, which is the highest it can go. Um, you're looking at a complication range of maximum. Uh, this would be to actually do the transport roll itself though, I think. So before we get to that, uh, let's go ahead and see if we can reduce that difficulty uh, through uh, an engineering role. So right now you're you're max. Right now you're looking at a role that is going to be maxed out. Like it cannot get any harder than this uh, to actually the transport. So what you're going to be doing now is seeing if you can find a way to to boost signals and reroute power and and enhance buffers and and compensate for Heisenbergs. Um, so go ahead and give me a role. This role will essentially be to be reducing difficulties on. The transport itself roll so and we'll say that you can spend the momentum to reduce either difficulty or complication range is the main role going to be a engineering role or a science role the main role for the actual transport or for this role you know what never mind yes that's good at both but never right. mind. fine uh, this would be a science role the actual transporting is an engineering role 
no, Yezebeth's good at engineering. We can do both engineering and just I'll do I'll do like the setup and then you can do the transport. Does that yeah. sound good? You still have to open yeah. the, the portal first before you can do the transport anyways, but well, yeah, but we've like figured out how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so I make sure we're not doing both roles. You guys are aware we're not doing both roles with this second. So you're doing the science role first. So this is science held by run by Elizabeth with an assist by Tong. Tong will do the actual, I'm assuming, transport role. And then can I assist with that? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so uh, yeah, so Elizabeth is going to go into the labs quickly. Set a Elizabeth and Tong are going to go into the labs and quickly begin uh, sciencing up uh, a a device that'll uh, let us move the um, move move the the teleportation particles through the daisy chain. Right. right. And this is just the rules to get everything set up, right? Correct. Right. Okay. So uh, I don't think any of my focuses would apply. Um, I would like you. Can I can I first draw up the plan for this, to in order to take advantage of my talent? We we do have a plan right now. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So I'm creating an advantage with my plan. Okay. Uh, so that's um, two. So, or that's three. Uh, that's, yeah, that's three. So it gets doubled. So it's six. I double, think it's, it's half. Yeah. I think it's half. So it's two right now. Okay. Yeah. With my with my plan of action. Um, uh, it looks like Europa helped with two, and then Tong can also assist. Uh, what am I rolling for this? Um, I'm guessing probably reason and engineering or reason and science. Okay. Uh, yeah, reason, engineering sounds good. Uh, assist is only a roll of one die, right? Correct. Complication. Mm. Oh, no. All right. Um, all right. So, does the, apply, does the complication being extended apply to both roles? Uh, I'm just gonna take it as threat anyway. Okay. Um, because it doesn't, I don't have anything I can really do there that wouldn't overly complicate the scene already. So I'll take it as my two threat. Um, so you've got two from Eva, none from Tong, and however many you've got from whatever Elizabeth is doing, right? So how many you got there? Uh, so uh, this... Uh, difficulty, difficulty being two. Yeah, difficulty being two. Um, I do plan of action. Uh, so, um, oh, I'm so so. I've created a plan. We get advantage on. So Tom will get advantage on his uh, role, and um, which reduces the difficulty to four, basically. Yeah, uh, and. Yeah, so that's that's drawing up the plan for it. Uh, on then, the roll, yeah. Um, well, I mean, are we, okay. so you've got uh, how, how many momentum did you actually obtain? Is what I'm asking. Um, one, because it's an odd number. 
Okay. Yeah. So you've got three total, right? Yeah. Oh, so and, and and with the ship assisting would be advantage of two. So the difficulty goes down by two. Okay. Um so you've got difficulties down to three, and you've got three advantage for this roll, which means you can use that to either reduce the difficulty again or reduce the complication range by one. Uh, I will reduce the complication range by one. All right. So your complication range will be down by one, and your difficulty will be three. Um, when you do the actual roll. Um, so Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Tom oh. have... Actually, uh, I, I had preemptively set my complication range. I actually rolled an 18 on that, not a not a 20. So if the complication wasn't raised for that roll, it's actually not a complication. Okay, so that just means I don't my get apologies. the... That's fine. I just don't get the, the, the threat, which is yep. fine. All right, with that, the difficulty for the actual transport roll is now set. Um, with all of the bonuses and everything else you guys have done. Back to the, the mind flayer stuff. Um, no mind players. <laughs> Wrong game. Is it though? Um, uh, everything turned to a, a, a black, um, but you kept walking. Um, you saw the the um, the Jem'Hadar rush you. You got that moment of panic again, but um, even against your will, like you 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 felt your body just kind of reset. Um, even though and you kind of got this this void of where the the adrenaline is there, but you you can't feel it doing anything anymore. Like you can feel that you almost get that taste in your mouth from the adrenaline, but it's not doing anything anymore um, because you've been medicated. Although you don't know that um, the room is dark, it's it's pitch black, but you continue walking. Um, and as you get closer to uh, what in the distance begins to look like a, a something taking shape, it's like a uh, almost like a. Um, like torches in a room um, and like a doorway. And as you approach it, um, it's almost, a, it looks like a fantasy dungeon prison. Um, there's a, a series of long corridors um, going off in three directions. So left, right, and straight ahead of you. Um, there are a number of cells um, with bars uh, all over the place. And at the end of the long hallway in front of you, there is, a bit more light, uh, and there's one large cell um, with the the, the bars, um, but what's beyond it is completely black. You can't see anything beyond that. Um, as you begin walking through the the dungeon, uh, the dungeon area, you you see inside of each room there are um, little swirling scenes of things that have happened, like. There's a scene of Kendall being picked on in school. There's a scene of Dasavi uh, yelling at Kendall when she was very young. Um, there's a scene of Kendall struggling to find something that she lost and she just can't locate it. Um, and as you approach closer, you can begin to smell this almost putrid uh, odor of large mammal, um, like a, like a like a bear's cave where there's clearly something that has been eaten and left to rot in this in this place in the space um and you hear the sound of something large moving at the end of the hallway where that larger cavern cavernous uh um cell is at what do you guys want to do 
right? Which bus is this supposed to be? I think it's all intermingled. Ambrose is just going to keep walking forward. Um, as you approach... Kind of lingering at each scene, and Ambrose is just feeling the mother's heartbreak, watching her child struggle over and over and over. I think it might be important to realize that, like, you're not detecting psychically anything coming from the cells. Like, right. You, yes. You, in fact, you you feel that static pushback. Yeah. On the, as the, soon as as soon as you reach out to anything that's in the cells, it just stops. Yeah. Um, as you get closer to the to the the end of the hallway, you feel that strong repulsion uh, feeling that you were feeling earlier. Um, it's much stronger here. Like whatever is in front of you wants you to not be here at all. Don't be here. Everything you want, everything in your being, in your mind, and the psychic pressure is is almost overwhelming um, to push you away. Um, Ambrose, you, you and, and well, actually both of you begin hearing some kind of like light music in the background. You can only hear a few of the notes, but that, that third pressure is just a little bit there. You can hear just a few of the notes coming through. You almost feel like you can recognize it when it goes away. Um, like it's I meant to ask earlier, you said end of last session, we heard a nursery rhyme. Yes. What was the nursery rhyme? That's this music that you're hearing now. You can't, you don't make it out. You don't recognize it at all. Um, okay. Ambrose has this strange sensation of some familiarity with it, but, uh, not, not real close. Um, you're just getting note, a couple of notes here and there and it, like maybe it's London bridges or maybe it's something else entirely. Um, but as you approach, um, into that section, you, uh, you note that there is again, that, that rancid, that, that putrid stench and, Suddenly, uh, a flash of motion and something comes from the side and begins rushing towards you. It's about nine feet tall. It's hairy. It's uh, razor sharp talons. What's that? Six limbs. Six limbs. Like it's a cross between a bear and a spider with bat wings kind of thing. Like just horrifying. And it, uh, it lunges towards, uh, towards you first, Ambrose. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and go first. I'm going to use that creature in before stats because they're the ones I have in front of me. Uh, I think I think I have something for this, actually. Sure. Um, quick to action. During the first round of any combat, you and your allies may ignore the normal cost to retain it. Okay. I don't... Never mind. That'll go after this one. Yeah. So, basically, it, it'll go first, then you'll be able to go twice in a row if you want. Gotcha. By using Does this thing that. actually have limbs and bat wings for you just being hyperbolic it yeah sure it does oh, it's okay it is this disastrously large horrifying creature um pretty much the most horrifying thing you can imagine um, and it leaps onto ambrosis and uh you can attempt to counter it you have a one right. you have to beat a one for uh melee Okay, uh, and now that I am actually playing my my security character, uh, yeah, I have uh, hand-to-hand combat 
as a focus. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can use my focus there. Yep. And I think that's the only thing I need to worry about here. We don't have any momentum, do we? You're not. I don't have any threat either, though. So there. <laughs> uh, I I have bold. It's been a long time since I've since I've fought. Uh, okay. Uh, whenever you use a task with this discipline, that discipline being security, uh, and you buy one or more d20s by adding threat, you may reroll a single d20. So I will give you a threat uh, for an extra die, and I can reroll one of these if necessary. Okay. Oh, jeez. I don't think it's necessary. No, you succeed, and you have a lot of of uh, momentum there, which nice. gets added into the pool. So you've got, what, four momentum added to the pool. Three and four. Okay. Um, it is now uh, one of your guys' turns, I guess, since it is closest to Ambrose. I will say Ambrose goes first. Do I roll damage on that? Did I actually hit it back? Um, that's technically, I'm not sure that's how that or is works. Is that just a dodge? That's that, my uh, mostly just had you dodging on that case. On melee attacks, if you if you if you succeed, you do damage. No, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, we had I know I had that as a house rule. I don't remember if it was a real rule or not. It's it's a rule. So yes, you can if you want to do counter to, to counter to damage. You can. Okay. Uh, yeah. I oh no, I guess I didn't add. Uh, melee what is the base melee it is uh difficulty one hand-to-hand -hand damage is one i believe yeah hand-to-hand -hand damage oh three damage is uh one i think yeah just one plus uh security yes cool. uh, six died there okay. that's a whole bunch of symbols that seems like too many symbols uh Yeah, that is too many. Uh, just click it again, and it should do it right this time. Yeah, because that's like, I don't know. What's your sec uh, your security? Can't be eight. <laughs> no, it's it's five. I have in that in that box there, I six. Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. In the box, make it one because it does the, it adds it automatically. Yeah. There you go. That seems more. That first one was really good though. Yeah. One, two, yeah. Three, I mean, four. we could just take the first five. I could. I'll, I'll do that if you want. So that would be two, three, four, five, five damage and two effects. Um, the only thing you can do with unarmed is try to knock down. Uh, it doesn't have any effects. The unarmed. The only effect for unarmed is knock down. You have four momentum though, so you can do stuff with the momentum as well. Okay, so I can knock it down. You can. You can try to knock it down. Okay. Um, that, theoretically, that would... yes. The effect would allow you to knock it down. Okay. I would probably, in this case, I'm likely to spend a threat to say you can't knock it down, but that's okay. Okay. Well, if I have if I have an effect that allows me to do that, I will attempt to do that, and yes. then you can... Spend the threat to not do spend... it. So okay. You go to knock it down, and it does not get knocked down. You, you, you hit it, and it hits against the cage and does not go down. You can, however, still spend your momentum if you want to. Uh... I don't think I'm going to worry about that on a on an unarmed attack. Okay. Um, in that case, actually, let me do that. But it would then go back to our turn. Uh, yeah, it becomes your turn. Um, I need to do the damage though. It's got resistance, so it takes three. 
And it is now, we'll say, Ambrose's turn. Okay. Uh, we've established that I have a phaser. Yes. I assume only a type two. Yes. Okay. Uh, so these boxes on this sheet already incorporates your security rules, Dad. Yeah. Okay. I had to. It took me a while to figure that out this morning when I was trying to set up yeah. this these NPCs. Like, what is the actual? I know how many I want to actually roll. Yeah. How do I make that, it roll that? That attack I made with Gsum was probably wrong then. <laughs> mm. Oh well. That's okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So again, uh, our our once per season combat. Uh, this has the charge quality. Can I do anything fancy because of that? So charge allows you to do uh, additional damage or uh, a few other things. Piercing. Piercing. A, a lot of a lot of different things. Yeah. So uh, if prepared, a creature may add area of effect intense piercing two or vicious one. Piercing two gets their armor, and then uh, Vicious one does extra damage. Right. Yeah. And intense. Uh, um, intense makes it harder to avoid injury. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's let's charge this up for some. Uh... Well, I can I can buy piercing with momentum so i think i am going to charge it up to intense to make it more difficult to avoid injury okay sure. uh and then i need to control security to actually shoot right yes uh okay and difficulty to shoot is two difficulty to shoot is two uh i will bold once more i will give you a threat so i can roll three dice and re-roll a 20 uh d20 if i need to I don't think I need to. Three to hit or four to hit, right? Mm -hmm. That hits. Four. Yeah. That hits and offers two momentum that you may use again. Uh, roll damage. Okay. Uh, this is my type, type two. two. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six damage and four effects. So that's actually pretty good because. Uh, well, it's, it's not because you used your charged for intense um which is fine uh it does intense damage and it does two but you have six momentum that you can use to do additional damage if you want to or penetration or whatever you want to do uh yeah i will buy one penetration to get through resistance okay that is one to get through two and you have five more momentum five more Momentum. Uh, I mean, I don't need to spend them all. I can save them for something else. Correct. We only have. Did you put the five momentum up already? I did. Oh, I knocked one off already. So. Okay. It only goes up to six. So. Right. That's what. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's why I was asking. We have five sitting. Momentum. You have five sitting momentum. Yes. I I would spend two, Jack. For uh, for another instance of of piercing. For for two more damage, because uh, that'll give you uh, mm. over that'll give you over a crit. So yeah, that that's what I was thinking. Yeah, mm. I'll, I'll buy extra damage. Yes, it would. So all right, two more for extra damage. Um, that gives you five damage, two piercing. So that gets you through its armor because it had an armor of two, not armor, but resistance of two. So one, two, three, four, five, which is an injury. Um, it is going to attempt to avoid the injury, which is one harder because of uh, your thingy there. 
I think to avoid an injury, uh, I have to actually spend threat, which I can't do because I only have one. Uh, I'd have to spend three to avoid an injury. So it takes a wound and it drops to the ground because um, in this game, one uh, one injury is uh, basically unconscious. Mm -hmm. well, not totally unconscious, but uh, basically. Um, it drops to the ground um, and uh, as it crumples to the ground, it is uh, a young Kendall. Normal aged Kendall. She's young. But Kendall, you have basically just shot Kendall. And she's now well, leaning on the ground. Time. Yes. <laughs> first time for Ambrose. Yeah, that's true. Can I add that uh, maybe now you make the connection that that creature that she that she was is a creature you've seen her draw as a child. Just a, okay. a monster. So, uh, but yeah, uh, she transformed. Now you realize that this is Kendall. Uh, and uh, I think she's just going to mutter, I have to have to keep it in have to stop it and then maybe the 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 big cell rattles is that okay jeff yeah um wasabi will kneel down by her and stroke her hair Paige, it's okay it's it's you're okay we're here you don't understand. It killed them. It killed all of them. Killed Doctor. Who? I think the cells rattle again. Uh, yeah. without, without the monster to keep it in, it seems to have grown bold. Uh, Daphine, you, mm -hmm. are, uh, you are noticing that, again, the heart rates go up. Uh, there's a lot of energy um the the delta waves are um fluctuating heavily for all three of the the main three that are there um and at one point uh you note that um one of the delta waves uh kind of one of the, the three mates of delta waves the kendall's delta waves because you've got them identified um has a a pretty dramatic shift um uh as uh as Ambrose's heart rate and stuff go up. Um, you gonna do anything? Yes. I think she's going to look at, look at his heart rate going up and she's going to say, oh, I've got an idea. What if we shock them out of it? It'll be it, it may be traumatic, but I, it, may, I, it may be, it, I think it'll be worse. I think it'll be worse if we don't. And uh, so she's going to try and uh, not, she is uh, not going to uh, stop his heart rate from increasing, but she's going to increase it herself to a, uh, to a, um, a, a, a. To initiate a, a response. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, trying to, Break his brain at least temporarily, right. so that way it stops the mind melt. So, are you going to go with the heart, or you want to go with like a, do like a cardiac, like the cortical stim stimulators, the, the the brain stimulator things that they they use on the show? Yeah, you going brain for brain or heart is the question. Brain, brain, brain. All right, yeah. give me a. Was it, who's is that? What you Someone say something. All right, give me a daring medicine roll. 
Okay. I would say emergency medicine applies there. All right, sounds good. Uh, I'm going to use all three of those uh, momentum there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to spend one to increase your threat range, your complication range. Okay. Here we go. Oh, nice. Two, four, and a complication. So you've got four successes and a complication. Um, yeah. So the while you're in the dream state, you're you're Dasavi, you're you've gone over to um, Kendall, and she's talking to you. And what were you going? What were you about to say, Ambrose? Sounded like you were going to say you had said doctor in in some with some urgency. Yeah, else? Ambrose was just calling for the doctor to make some sense out of all this. Gotcha. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, so, so Dasavi says, killed who? Which at which point, uh, Kendall begins to begins to speak, but you can't hear anything, um, and the two of you begin waking up. Uh, there's a bright light uh, over your heads, uh, and Ambrose, you are staring up as your eyes clear. You're staring up at uh, um, the Denobulan nurse. You guys have come back to yeah. This I'm brought out from a, from increasing my my stimulus to the point where it, where it woke me up, right? Right. You're, you're basically, you're overstimulated to the point where you, yeah. you had so no, I, I think no as I wake up, I just like lunge towards, uh, Daphine and like grab her by the collar and like half throw, like half throw myself off the bed. She's okay. going to grab your arms and get captain, captain. I know you've been through an experience, but you need to calm down. My apologies. What? She's gonna lower you back to bed. She's gonna. What's the situation? You're, you were in some kind of a mind belt with four, with three other people, including the doctor and Ensign Oniet, and I'm not sure who the other one is. No. I'll answer your questions, but I need to attend to Doctor Doctor Oniet. Right. She's going to look to own it, and uh, that thing worked so well. She'll try it again. Uh, the, um, she's she's waking up too. So oh, okay, great. She's already waking up. Yeah, um, she is. She is waking up and like frantically. No, 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 no! I have to go back. The only thing you have to go back to is bed, and she's going to shove nope. this Navi back down onto. The I, we were I, so close. I I know. And now she's alone again. She, if you two are alive, then she is. I'm sure. Alive, yes, but still alone, stuck in her head by herself, with whatever that was. Right now, my concern is you, Doctor Onian. You know as you know as well as I do. You need to men, men, doctor heal thyself first. I was fine. We don't know yet. Let me finish I'm... running scans on you. you. You've just been through a traumatic event. 
Ambrose takes this time to get up and start making his way to the door. <laughs> and she's going to, at this point, she's not going to stop you. Uh, she can't keep both of you. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so Ambrose is headed to the bridge. Um, you managed to get to Savi to, to, you know, not inject herself with something to go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, she'll settle for a couple scans just to make sure, like, she's sure if Dasavi's okay, then Ambrose right. is probably okay. So she should just do a couple quick scans then release Dasavi. All right. And she's satisfied that they're not going to keel over. Before we get to, to releasing Dasavi, um, back aboard the shuttle, um, you, the, the two, both Jisa and O'Connor, you see, uh, again, the, the, the muscle movements and the rapid eye movements and whatnot of uh Kendall and you can see the you know on the on the scan the 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 waves the delta waves and all that changing a little bit here and there um and then her heart rate shoots way up and then drops to almost not nothing but it drops really really low um and her blood pressure and stuff go way down but she comes she starts coming too but it, it looks like she's statistically speaking on on the chart it looks like she's been lightly stunned um by a phaser uh, there's no damage, obviously, that you can see, but that's the the what it looks like. But she does begin to come to. Uh, Kendall's going to uh, be saying, "Mom, mom, I'm," and then she's going to realize she's on the shuttle and shouldn't be talking about her mother. Rise and shine, uh, rise and shine, sunshine. O'Connor's just sitting at an oak next to her. Welcome back. What happened? Where, how long have I been out? An hour, maybe a little Probably. more. It feels like it. It feels like my whole life. You okay? You were, you were a little twitchy. Your heart, heart, heart was really fast. A minute there she'll touch her head as if like trying to gauge if she's okay and then she, she'll she'll reluctantly say yeah yeah i'm still okay everything's still good i assume jesus still looking out the window for the most part watching the uh, sensors and watching the borg yeah so jesus is over at the weapons console preparing to set them into critical overload okay okay um she's not raising power levels or anything she's not initiating anything right where but right yeah if we're detected she's gonna blow this whole thing up okay um being assimilated yeah right she's not having that you uh you see in the on the sensors uh that the borg spend some several minutes inspecting the the technology um and then scanning around the area, uh, at which point uh, one of them appears to be scanning closer. And like the the, the scan beam that you can see in the ion storm, uh, you know, in all the dirt and dust that's that's being swept up, um, the scan heads, you know, it, it kind of goes over where the shuttle would be, um, and uh, the scan then shuts off, and the five Borg begin. Uh, turning and heading towards you. They're pretty far away. They're on scanners. They're, I mean, you're talking, they're still, it took you over an hour to, oh, well, over 15 minutes to get to get here on foot. 
So they're probably going to be about as long. Um, but they are definitely headed your way. Okay. I think they see us. Um, so there's Borg out there. Um, the, the, the Europa sent a, a, a beacon, unfortunately, um, to try and, yeah, um, and So that's it then. Welcome back. Sorry. But it's been nice knowing you. Look, Jisa, yeah. I'm sorry if we. I'm sorry. Gonna set it to basic overload when they get close enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, uh, if you two want to take your chances out there, I wouldn't blame you, but I can vaporize a nice little crater right here. Yeah, I think you're right. Better that than assimilation. Crater seems faster, at least. Take them out with us. Right. I feel like now is the perfect time to beam out. <laughs> Almost, you guys, uh -huh. uh, you guys, uh, you start setting it up. Um, Jesus mm -hmm. got it all set up to to go, and and all you gotta do is basically hit one button, and it'll vaporize the shuttle and probably about a square kilometer around it, um, or a cubic kilometer really at this point. Mm -hmm. um, Ambrose makes his way onto the bridge uh, as uh, Mills is ready to do whatever Mills is gonna do. Um, so as Ambrose is entering the bridge, Mills is telling Kong and Gesbeth, we have one shot. We get that, that basic. My brain is stopped again. The transporters. <laughs> no, the transporters, but also the... You know, how with this wormhole? Yes. Yes, that thing. Ready oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Coaster, coaster has finished the bomb. Is what you're at? Yeah. yeah. We have one try, and one only. We don't try again. If it fails, that bomb goes immediately after. Well, if, if you're the uh, frame type, start. If it fails, I'm not sure there'll be anything left to try again with. Right. Let's do it. Proceed. All right. Silva fires, or the the SSH or coaster or Koba or somebody fires the phasers, and yep. uh, the the wormhole opens. Go ahead and give me the roll, Tong, with the assist by uh, Yezabeth. The difficulty of the roll is three. The complication range is four. 
Okay. How many character sheets can I use today? Let's let's get Varen up on, <laughs> up on the bridge. Uh, okay, where am I? I'm at Tom. All right. Uh, well, I'm sure my focus in transporters applies. Yes. Uh, and Tong, Tong is very proud of being the transporter guy. I mean, there's, there's, it's a big ship. We have multiple transporter pads, multiple rotations. There's plenty of people who can push the, push the knobs up and down, but Tong is, is the transporter guy. Um, and he's, he's worked transporter magic before. Uh, so I would like to tap into my value. I have to do everything to live up to the confidence others have in me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to use that to buy two successes. What does intense scrutiny get you? Uh, intense scrutiny revolves around extended tasks. All right, doesn't apply. Yeah. So um, either control or daring and engineering is your role with an assist of uh roughly the same you could either do daring or in daring or control and science or engineering for Yezabeth. okay so for my science i feel like my troubleshooting focus could apply with this because we would have made sure absolutely nothing could go wrong right before. it would also be i could see it using to like to uh, you're using troubleshooting at the, if anything is going wrong, you can uh, adjust the Heisenberg compensators or add power to the, whatever you need to do, the resolution scanner, the confinement beam, all that stuff. So yeah. the, the rapid adjustments that maybe need to be made. Yeah. Um, the ship doesn't have anything that particularly applies here. Um, I mean, it's got the train, the transporters themselves could assist. Like, oh, the ship will assist. I was looking at its talents. Um, the oh, only gotcha. thing that would even come close would be advanced sensor package, but I don't think that really applies. Um, so in this case, we use computers and I'm going to say engineering for the ship to assist. Actually, my assist is just a zero because, uh, it's a 16 and I forgot that we actually reduced the, uh, complication range by one. Right. So. Okay. Uh, so complication range is four. Complication range is four. Okay. Uh, I will. I will give you a threat for another uh, another die. Well, that is a complication. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, you said difficulty three, right? Difficulty is three, and I'm buying two with my value. So, yeah. Yeah. So you got to get one success and preferably no complications. I got three. Three. I'll nice. take three. Um, as the Borg begin approaching the shuttlecraft, um. Jisa, you they're, they're getting closer. You can see them coming over the 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 uh, the ridge. Um, Jisa, you're getting ready to push the button. You guys have your your last longing looks of of uh, at each other, like you know this is it. And as your hand goes towards the button, uh, you begin to material dematerialize. Um, can this can this be a, a? I set it into overload, so it's it's building up. Can it yeah. still go off? Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, in fact, we'll do that. Let's do. I, as, I think it's more interesting if the ship like starts to explode as we start materializing right. out. Um, that's actually what I originally intended to do, and I didn't think about that. But yeah. So as as the ship is is as you push the button, you begin to dematerialize. The ship is blowing up all around you. Can you guys can see through the material haze uh, that is doing that? There is 
um, some disruption on the side of, uh, of um, Tong and Yezabeth. You feel there's a, a huge energy surge that hits the, the transporters. Um, Yezabeth, you managed to do some compensating. You're trying to, to bleed off some of that energy um, and whatnot. Uh, you managed to, to, to bleed it all off as they begin to, as they, as they rematerialize. Um, but as they're going, the, um, the transporter pad itself, um, exp- overloads and, and fries out. Um, the council explodes and, uh, Tong takes some damage as the console explodes. That is more than I wanted it to do. I'll take the first five. One, two, three, four, five damage. Um, The effects don't do anything. Um, So Tong, you are thrown against, as as the console explodes, you are thrown back against the wall uh, and the whole world kind of goes black. You've been singed kind of heavy from the the uh, the console exploding, um, which is your complication, but Jisa, Reg, uh, O'Connor, and Kendall all materialize. Um, it takes several longer than necessary seconds for the materialization process to end. Rather than it being a, a quick five second transfer transport, it takes almost fourteen seconds for the transfer to complete. Um, and uh, as the and as the pads power down and the lights go dim, um, it is Yezabeth standing at the edge uh, uh, of one of the uh, panels looking at you guys. Tong is on the ground and the three of you are now sitting on the, the transporter pad of the Europa. Um, Nails from the bridge will call out fire. The bomb. No. Torpedo goes off. It explodes. There's a huge rock on the ship as the um, the the wormhole expands and then collapses in on itself. Um, a rush of chroniton particles and, and neutrinos go flying everywhere in the in, in the in the region. Um, the Europa is rocked. Several hull breaches uh, are reported across the ship uh, as it is rocked. Well, you guys are still outside the nebula. I know you're. You guys are still outside, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so none yeah. of that happens. The okay. the relay. The ship, it still goes up and down, and I suppose. The relay... Everest walks on the bridge, like, what do you do to my ship? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, God! Uh, no, the, um, the, the relay, as the wave comes washing through from the explosion, all the, the stations, all the, the points of the relay are overwhelmed, and they're destroyed immediately. And the wave comes washing out of the nebula, out of the maelstrom itself, and hits the, uh, hits the Europa. But... Uh, um, shields were up and and the damage is fairly minimal. A couple of stations burst with sparks here or there, um, but uh, damage reports come in quickly that there's only minor injuries and no no substantial damage to the ship. Anybody want to do anything else? Uh, yeah. Mills will kind of sink back into the captain's chair with just like all of the the stress that she's been wearing starting to ooze, um, and she will uh, Lieutenant Tong and Simeazbeth report. Uh, 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 Lieutenant Tong, Tong is injured. I'm taking him to sickbed. The others? They're here. They're alive. Good work. Get them to sickbay as well. 
So uh, with the inability to do a uh, emergency transport, she will yell at some uh, crewmen outside, get, get, a, uh, get a portable stretcher. We're doing this old fashioned. Um, and uh, the, uh, I, I mean, I think that the three people, uh, the three other people could probably walk fine. Uh, Yezinuk will go up to Jasheen and she'll be like, are, are you okay? I can't believe that worked. We just beamed you from another quadrant. Yeah, while I was blowing up the shuttle. Good timing. Oh my God. Oh boy. Uh, thank God we didn't stop for coffee on the way. Um, come on, let's get you to sick bay. I'm sure they're going to check it. Yeah, fine. All right. With that, uh, does anybody have any other scenes they want to throw out real quick? Because uh, otherwise, that's not a half bad place to go ahead and wrap it up. The the, the crux of the episodes are over, and uh, it's kind of at this point the uh, the afterbirth. The aftermath. <laughs> so they, it's what they call it in writing. So okay. Ambrose is going to go over to to Mills and just kind of. Pat her shoulder. Um, she will look up and see and stand to attention. Sir, welcome back. Step aside so we can have his chair. Go get yourself some rest. I can wait on a status report. It seems everything is in order. Yes, sir. And I'm going to turn to the SSH. What are you doing on my bridge? Before she goes to quarters, she will inform the admiral that the captain is back up. Don't right. necessarily need to do a scene. Just no, that's fine. Flavor and such. Um. I feel like we. I feel like we need to do the reunion between uh, Desavi and Kendall. But do we want to save that for next time? I think we should save that for next time. I think that's going to be a longer scene. Yeah, I'm than done. what we have time for tonight. All right. No, I'm good. All right. In that case, let's uh, the credits start to roll for the the episode, not for the show that we're doing currently. But yeah, that's we'll go ahead and leave it there. Um, what moment stands out most to you this evening? Oh, it's um, all good. I yeah, know. no, it was really good. I think the badassery of Tong and Yezbeth making that transporter work. Yeah, whose idea? I think it was your idea, though. Right? I think so. Yeah. It was a good idea. I was, was getting ready to type it in the in the chat, be like, "Hey guys, you try. You might want to try something like this." And then she said it, and I'm like, "Yes, that is what I was thinking." Tong, would be Tong was working working his way to that after yeah. he got okay. over. Minor board crisis. Right. It, was great, it was a great idea. So, uh, kudos to you for that. Um, Anybody else have a moment that stands out? I know they, they, everybody pretty much all of it stands out. But this is this episode was just character whiplash for me. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot going on. <laughs> um, who best embodied their character in this session? Do you think? I really liked Jisa. I thought that whole thing with the monster and the going out and all that stuff, I thought that was really, yeah. 
Was I that? thought Jisa was dead multiple times over this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mills. I thought Mills did a lot of good right. stuff. I want to see this important Mills character. Yeah. I feel like Mills got a lot of good stuff this session. Mm. Yeah. I, I, think I really like an internal panic most of the session. <laughs> you know, the, the key isn't whether you panic, the key is whether you act uh, good while you're panicking. Right. Courage isn't the absence was, of fear, it's the completion of tasks despite it. She was definitely the better character to have in charge of that, or the easier character, I think, for me to have in charge of that situation because she's so pragmatic. She's like, yep, if I gotta lose three people, I gotta lose three people. Is what it is. <coughs> Dasavi would have not been able to make that call. She would have struggled so hard. <laughs> uh, it's too bad because that would have been maybe the, the moment when Dasavi's like, I can't be XO, I can't do it. <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, but anyway, it was uh, it was good, and I really enjoyed getting to put Silva in like the the you know what I felt like she was a little bit Starfleet intelligence there, just quoting uh, protocol on this kind of situation. Yeah, I liked the end bit on the planet where Kendall finally, like all of that that angst softened. I really liked that that little just the smallest scene. Yeah, yeah. It was huge for both of them. Yeah, I think even Jesus seemed to have softened a little bit there, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's what it seemed like. That's that's what that 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 moment seemed to me anyway. That that was a conciliar conciliatory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I, I understand you are saying this because you think you are going to die right now. I still don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's not how I interpreted it at all. No, that's not how that no, read. That's not how I read it yeah. at all. All right. Um, I said, what moment best exemplifies a person's character to you? I think the the again, Jisa, the fighting the 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 dog creature thing and the the not giving up, the the running forward and charging it thing. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good moment that exemplified that character. Um, let's have one. Um, I think Delphine taking taking control in the emergency situation in without lo losing her ego in it because we've seen a lot of Delphine's ego we've not really seen we've seen Delphine's skill we've today we got to see Delphine's skill without the ego yeah thank you anybody else got a moment that exemplified a character for them um, we I, obviously got a lot of Kendall today we did mm -hmm. I liked uh, I liked seeing Ambrose uh, in the dreamscape. Uh, like I liked his reactions to like the the um, Geminar uh, in the there. And uh, I thought and it showed. I thought you showed real. I mean, obviously you, you intentionally did so, but I thought the growth, um, seeing that the growth that the character has been going through applied. I think mm -hmm. that was really good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I, I was if if uh, if Delphine didn't. Uh, anesthetize or or whatever ambrose at that moment i was going to play out that whatever situation he found himself in next he was just gonna deck whoever was closest <laughs> right um what did you or your character learn today if anything uh that my daughter has monsters inside her head <laughs> the board are terrifying yeah <laughs> I think that's that's new information now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And all we had to do was see them on screen. We didn't. They didn't even do yeah. anything on screen. <laughs> I don't know. The the Borg are probably like my. They're they're like the big fear of mine. Like you you throw a xenomorph at me. Yeah, it's gonna kill me, but that's fine. You, you throw me on Clendathu or whatnot. But Borg, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, this being stripped of your humanity for the uh-huh. betterment of the machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not done with them, I don't think. Oh, I hope not. I'm eager um, to see more of those. The, the, the card or the aliens who. The Bishari. Bishari, yeah. Yeah. I'm eager to see more of them. Uh, time permitting, I was going to have them come back, but time did not sure. permit. So. No, there I was agree. already so much going on was, today. Yes, it wasn't appropriate this time, but I do hope yeah. they come back. But you got you got to see one, and now you've got this idea of what's no. you know they're now aware of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we attracted their attention. Um, anybody have a good idea, bad idea? Um, good idea. Setting the initial scene within the aftermath of the Dominion War. Bad idea that we didn't plan at the time went better. I should have yeah. talked to you, Evelyn, about like what their home life would have been like, and maybe that would would have helped me plan, get some ideas for that a little bit better. Yeah, uh, yeah I pulled my character history up just to try and reference after I'd said, and like, my, it's my been bad. so long my since bad. I wrote that history. I had half that shit wrong. That's okay. It's yeah. fine. That's all right. It's it's not real until it's on screen. So right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a dreamscape anyway. It's a dreamscape It'll anyway. Never make any sense. And things didn't clearly didn't fit because you're at one point there's Ambrose and cadets in Jem uh, Hadar prison camp for no reason. Oh, I love the Jem Hadar prison camp. That was all good. Yeah. Uh, like uh, the, the putting the putting the Starfleet Academy in the melding the two of those yeah. was perfect. And like you did a really good job, like having similarities and differences. Yeah. Uh, I I just wish we'd been able to make that first scene as strong as that. Uh, and that's I, I feel like that's my but uh, anyway yeah anybody else have anything for that or uh if you could change one thing about the session what would you have changed i already mentioned mine everything else was great i right. no complaints. uh i would have you know what i will say i would have loved if jisa had let her guard down a little at the uh when things were about to blow <laughs> that, <laughs> Uh, I, I felt like she did. So. I felt like she did too, but apparently she didn't. So I kind of wish she had. Uh, you know, but okay. that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. Anybody else have anything they'd like to change about the session? I don't think so. All right. It was a good game. All right. Um, let's go ahead and say that uh, there is an arc milestone on the table for anyone who wants one. Um, including secondary characters that were portrayed. Um, I thought that was this was a pretty big storyline that went on for what three or four sessions and five, five sessions or however long it's been. Well, if you count, I think it was four. If you count, if you don't count the stuff before, um, just in the maelstrom, I think it was four. But I'll have to look it up and see. Um, either way, it doesn't matter. It was a pretty big storyline, and I think there was a lot of uh, a lot that happened. So. Um, four yeah four four um i don't have anything else uh unless you guys want to add or or subtract anything from the proceedings we didn't get that faceplate. it's still in the shuttle that exploded oh no <laughs> you, it also you also left the uh the data recorder uh ah oh, shit 
Yep. Everything everything you guys went out there to do is, you know. Gone. Gone. All gone. Uh, what do you do? Sometimes that happens. Yep. Oh. All right. Since we blew up some Borg. Yep. You you theoretically, as far as you know, killed five Borg. <laughs> Maybe the first one got hit and the last three adapted. Um, <laughs> they don't have that fast. Um, all right. I got nothing else. You guys got anything else? All right. We'll see you guys next time.